0: button all right i think we are live once again welcome everybody to the xbox 2 podcast i'm randall thor 19 the man with the million and uh as usual we have the one and only jez cordon of windows
1: central what's going on buddy how you doing this week hey pal how's it going uh you know rocking and rolling i've actually slept this week so i'm not Falling asleep in the middle of the podcast, thank God. And I've also got some caffeine, so I'm doubly awake. I apologize for last week. I saw a few people complaining that I was really tired. It's just sometimes I'm Randall Thor 19, out. but I am awake now. Yes, thank God. Yes, we, we, we,
0: we, <laughs> we appreciate it much better when you actually get some sleep into you, uh, because sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you're a little bit tired, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, Sometimes we have to, like, skip a show or do the show on the weekend because there's there's a big... I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's not like me and you are even on the same continent because we aren't, you no. know?
1: Like, you currently are in Germany, are you not? Yeah, and it's, uh, it's 10 p.m. here now, so, you know, so it's pretty late here. Um, but I am actually moving to England next week, so it'll be just 9 p.m. next week. So I should be even less tired for future shows when I'm back in England so yeah so jazz Je- stays up mm. extra late
0: just for you guys in chat and uh I got to say jazz uh you started a revolution last it week is. the amount of people tweeting me about filmic bull is off the <laughs> charts I I really can't like it's one thing to get me to play pokemon for charity it's another thing to just everybody to say filmic in 30 frames per second is a standard for next gen. Jazz. I, I don't think I can forgive you for that.
1: Well, first of all, filmic is just, you know, it's kind of like the connoisseur's way to enjoy a video game. You know, cinematic, filmic, you know, like, like a classic noir movie from the 1950s and stuff like that. Nobody says like those classic movies like Casablanca are bad, do they? And then I'm 60 frames per second, I rest mm. my case.
0: Yeah. And uh, if there's <laughs> any audio issues, because Jez was kind of... He was loud, and then he was, wasn't was loud. Let me know if I need to turn Jez up at all. I mean, he sounds good to me, but let me know uh, what you guys are hearing in chat. And I will uh, definitely turn him up and turn him down and stuff. And got to give some shout-outs to some people in chat. We got Lethal Papa. We got Greg Eithy, Eith, E3 Egg. Uh, Kratopsy. cryptopsy in chat. The Darj Knight miles Dampier, who is but making some pretty good uh
1: youtube videos for your windows central channel jazz yeah miles is like he's, he's an amazing creator and it, it pains me that more people aren't aware of his work but you know check out windows central's uh gaming channel on youtube yeah. to see what miles has been doing because i'm i'm like really impressed with his stuff like i used to make videos for that channel and then we brought miles on to make videos and i was just like Man, I can't, make, I can't make videos anymore for this channel because Miles is just so much better than me. So, um, yeah. Hopefully you know, I will, I, we'll see more of that. I too. will
0: say, Jez, I can hear you fiddling with those thumbsticks.
1: Oh, okay, can you? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I don't know. What are you playing? What, what are you playing that you're fiddling with them so hard
1: that I can hear them over, uh, over you talking? That sucks, man. Like My, my controller is miles away from the microphone. I, I really don't get audio like I just, I just don't get how it works but i'm i'm actually playing grounded again <laughs> mm. I'm on the 30 minute 30 minute trial over and over again i'm trying to kill a spider at the moment yeah a shout out to sin vendetti says jez if you
0: don't make a shirt that has filmic on it and sell it then that's a huge fail that is true oh, do we have a mer- do we have a merch store nah, i haven't i haven't done any of that stuff and we get sammy Bas- basili says hello from ha- haiti you guys rock and, oh, wow. hey uh, dude.
1: That's awesome.
0: Got a whole bunch of people in here. Hazador, what's going on, buddy? Wearbox. Uh, everybody in chat, I'm kind of scrolling up and seeing everybody's names here. Just giving everybody, uh, you know, Dr. Vortex. Thank you guys for uh, showing up to the show on uh, this Friday. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, EA Play, Xbox Series X Smart Delivery in the July event. Uh, there's some stuff going on with the PlayStation 5. Do you see the photo that was kind of going around today about how big it is? Like the the unit that came uh, off
1: the production line, yes, I did, and then someone overlaid an Xbox Series X on it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a
0: it's a pretty pretty chunky boy. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a big boy. It looks like both these consoles are a little big. big,
1: little big, bit bit chunky. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um yeah, we got a lot here to talk about, and uh, obviously uh, you know you guys uh, do us a big favor, hit the uh, like subscribe button, but more but really importantly, uh, hit that uh, share button up because. Uh people have been telling me they're not getting notifications for my videos or the podcast, and when they do, it's like an hour later. YouTube really sucks at sending out notifications for stuff. People get, em, sure people get them, people don't get them, and maybe it is exactly working as it intended. So, um, yeah, we uh, I appreciate all the support. Me and you guys have been getting on the show. I mean, the you know we got like tons of people here watching every week, and people listening on iTunes and. Just uh, you know, even when I put out regular videos, they they are all doing pretty pretty good. So we, de- I definitely appreciate all that. So, with that said, we're gonna get back into uh, what we've been playing because it's the most important thing. Uh, Jez, you <laughs> said uh, before we started the show that even uh, you're getting messages about. Oh, I just, I just, I just skipped the first twenty to twenty five minutes. I don't want to <laughs> hear what these guys are playing. I'm not a real gamer. Like I just want to hear about Xbox Series X. I don't actually play any games. Sounds like certain people on Twitter don't even play <laughs> games. They just talk about them and just bash consoles. And you ask them, "Hey, what do you think about this game?" I don't know. I didn't play it. Uh-huh.
1: It's it's it just bugs me because like I never see like I often I often rarely see game journalists tweeting about games they're playing and stuff like that. And part of me was just wondering like, do. Do a lot of people who work in this industry not actually play any games? Or do they just, like, save their opinions for when they're marketable, or they can sell them in an article or something? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the etiquette is for that stuff, but I like games. And I like talking about games. So you just have to accept it.
2: That mm-hmm.
1: That is very, very true.
0: So, um... You know what? Let's we'll start off with um, the game that is currently on screen. Uh, you've been addicted to this game. In fact, you literally squealed while we were on a Discord call talking about stuff. Uh, we're show- I'm showing off Grounded, Jazz recorded an hour of footage, so basically two playthroughs because it's a 30-minute timer. Figured I'd throw it up here for anybody who's interested in the game. Uh, tell
1: the people a little bit about uh, Grounded, Jazz, and what your thoughts are. Well, when they first announced Grounded, I, like, I thought it looked interesting and it was a cool concept, but... I- when they were they were talking about how it was a small team and it was just gonna be twenty people, I started like getting uh, you know, Sea of Thieves launch vibes. No, Sea of Thieves didn't have a ton of content at launch. And it took like, you know, two years of hard graft to get it to where it is now where it's got like way more features and way more things to do. So I kind of thought like maybe grounded would be this game that you know, and, and also it's it's launching in early access in July. So the fact that it's even launching into early access sort of made me think to you know to limit my expectations of what it could potentially be. But it is it's so impressive. Like if it really is a twenty person team, like I'm really impressed with how, how much stuff there is in it already. Like mm. there's tons of things to craft. Like it's got a full blown, really robust building system. Like it's actually got one of the better building systems I've seen. Like uh, games like Conan Exiles and Ark Survival Evolved. Like, to be fair, I haven't played Ark for a couple of years now, but like Conan Exiles had like a cool building system. But it was people who play these kind of games know that often it's really hard to snap pieces onto other pieces of buildings, and like you get you get issues where things don't clip properly and things things like they won't clip into walls so you can't build in certain places and stuff like that but this is like got a really good system where it, it does let you clip into into a, like the dirt and stuff so it's, it's hard to explain what I mean but it, it's just more intuitive like I'm impressed with how polished it is and how intuitive the building is but also how good the combat is. Like the melee combat feels really good. You can do like perfect blocks when bugs attack you and then they get stunned and stuff like that. Like the combat has some depth to it and some weight to it. And also there's like tons of weapons you can craft. Uh, there's just tons of stuff to it. And although the demo only gives you access for 30 minutes, um playing it over and over and over. I've discovered so much stuff like i've i've learned how to make a gas mask and part of the map is covered in weed killer so you need like you need to like make a gas mask to travel in that area and there's like different biomes and all sorts of different enemies and the other day like we were talking about the fact that I squealed when we were chatting right mm-hmm. the game is actually terrifying like it's legitimately terrifying like wolf spider in the dark with red glowing eyes when they aggro it is literally terrifying. Uh, yeah. And people, <laughs> and, um, I am
0: not kidding you. When I say Jez squealed, <laughs> I, 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 when he said, oh my God, a spider, I thought like a spider dropped into his head on real life and bit him. I, I, I thought something was going on in his real... Like, he legit squealed to the point I was like, damn, dude, are you okay? And he's like, dude, and grounded. This fucking spider just came up behind me. And I was like, what? Like, he, uh, Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Well, it it freaked me out because I literally just I was I was climbing up a tree because I was trying to break the game. Actually, I was trying to see how far I could climb up this tree with like wall clipping and stuff like that. And I and I and I just returned from like another place, and there was no spider there, so I probably thought like I was safe. But then I went back there again, and all of a sudden there was a massive spider there. Like it hadn't it hadn't spawned on me; it had just randomly crawled up there. Like just and then it instantly aggroed and rushed me freaked me out man this, this game is serious business so what's the uh so it's
0: releasing into game preview uh like next month right like july 28th yeah and they're adding story stuff over the course of time like what so what what are your expectations now for grounded now that you've played 30 minutes of it and uh like what do you what do you expect from this game do you expect to be like I don't know because the way you talk about it, and like you know, I've seen some people talk about it. Like they were really surprised by how polished it was and how fun it could be. Do you think? Do you think Obsidian's onto something here?
1: Or like- I think um I think it could be a, a Minecraft dungeon scenario where it can max out what it has to offer relatively quickly. Like I have no idea what the how high things can go, and there's huge areas of the map that I haven't explored yet. And there's also parts of the map that have like this under construction blocker on them, so I don't know if there's going to be like high level areas and and stuff like that. But the the level there's no like leveling system in the game. You don't level up, but like you craft more powerful armor, which means you can take on more powerful bugs and stuff like that. Like if you try and attack a wolf spider with like a level one spear made of grass, you do like a millimeter of its health every time you hit it, and it and it can just turn around and one shot you. So if you you could kill a wolf spider at the start of the game, but you'd have to like be super pro and just never get hit, which I think it would be difficult over like, and it'd take you like twenty minutes to chip its health away or something. So, um, you know, there's I have no idea how much there really will be in the full game or when it's released into early access, but I kind of feel like this could be like Ark Survival Evolved where they just keep adding to it, like because of the setting because it's set in like a honey i shrunk the kids universe they could they literally could add anything to it they could just add literally anything you can imagine to it like um they could do a level where you're inside a house or they could do a level where you're you know any mundane place you can think of becomes a dungeon in when you're the size of an ant they can add all kinds of bugs like scorpions and you know praying mantis i was thinking like how cool would it be if there was like a giant praying mantis in the game i haven't seen one in the game yet but you know there's really does feel like the sky's the limit with what they could add to this game i suppose it just depends how much microsoft wants to invest at the end of the day yeah and i personally hope they do because i love survival games and i really like the setting and i think they could be onto something here i really do
0: that's good and uh Gotta give a shout out to regular nine fifty one in super chat. He says, "Good afternoon, guys from Southern California." Good afternoon to you. Hope it's uh, hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's uh, staying safe. Um, starting to get a little little hot here in chi Town. Um, I don't like it when it gets really hot. Uh, and uh, PV Ghost says, "Hey, what if Sony offers a larger storage storage on their digital edition? Say four ninety nine for one terabyte with the UHD drive and a three ninety nine for a two terabyte." SSD digital do their customers like They do their TVs and cameras uh, We might we we'll are probably going to talk about that uh, a little bit later About the dual skew approach and all that Stuff but uh, As for now uh, I think Jim Ryan said both the editions are the, Exactly the same outside of the one just having A disk drive and the other one doesn't right Like, suppo- like Supposedly it doesn't have a uh, Bigger hard drive or anything so I guess we'll just have to uh, wait and see so you're you're good for grounded you like it a lot um yeah. and uh i know the new pokemon dlc comes out and i'm almost like scared to ask you if you played it like because i don't <laughs> want you to speak i don't think anybody in the chat wants you to talk about
1: um you know i'm not might, i'm not gonna talk about it but i will say one thing uh-huh it's a rip it's a rip off
0: nintendo ripping people off surprise surprise <laughs> what do you
1: so why what, what happened <laughs> It's fifteen dollars and there's barely any content mm-hmm. like if you actually like look at the amount of content in there is pretty bad like the content that is there seems pretty good, but it should have been free man like I think any any other company would have released this DLC for free, especially after how annoyed they made everyone before but what do I know you know but I'm not gonna talk about it anymore <laughs> I, think I I think i've, I've I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna park the Pokemon talk for a while, at least until I force you to play Pokemon Snap later when that comes out. No, you're not. You're definitely, definitely not gonna.
0: No, I'm not playing Pokemon Snap at all.
1: So, um, oh, come on, come
0: on, do it for charity. So I've been, uh, I've been waiting for Last of Us Two, which I have played a little bit last night, and I'll talk about it. But I ran through the campaign of uh, Modern Warfare Two Remastered, and I just was like, you know what? Just, I just want to turn my brain off like a Michael Bay movie. And I'm just gonna run through Modern Warfare 2, and it took me like five hours, and it was still pretty enjoyable for the most part. Um, hmm. It looked good, you know. Obviously, it ran good, 60 frames. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was a good time, and I, I captured a bunch of footage for that, which I'll sp- sprinkle throughout most of my videos. But honestly, for me, for a while now, I've kind of just been waiting in this holding pattern for Last of Us, and I played it last night, and. Uh, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> jez this game this game jez last of was part two uh yeah so it's like i'm like three and a half maybe four hours in a lot of the early a lot of the early of uh beginnings of the game is very much setting up the story so a lot of story exposition and then they kind of slowly introduce you to the tutorial stuff about like how it take down enemies and all that all those different type of things but there are moments in the game where I just kind of sit there and I'm like, look at how it looks on my PS4 Pro, which, by the way, doesn't really run loud, which is strange, because everybody told everybody said, man, on the Pro or maybe it's on the regular PS4, but my Pro sounds pretty quiet, because there are times, and you can you can ask my buddy Gopher about this or whatever, when we used to play PUBG on my One X, like my my One X. Sounds like an aircraft carrier. Like I can hear some, sometimes when I play a certain game, like when doom eternal got patched and I would turn it on and it just sounds loud to the point where like I could hear it over my Astros. Like that's how loud it, it was sometimes. And mm. then like you take off the Astros and it's just, just like loud. it's like a, like a air conditioning machine. I'm like, I know something's wrong with that system, right? It's a project Scorpio edition. Uh, we used to, when we used to play PUBG. anytime, one of them would pop a smoke and I would go into the smoke, it would crash my console and I would get the notification when I would like fire it back up that it had insignificant, you know, insufficient, insufficient, uh, ventilation or whatever. Right. Like I know that my, my Scorpio is about to die and, uh, and it, it, like, I'm just, I'm just holding off to series X. Like I thought I was going to have to get a new system to play Ori because when i when I first got Ori for review i couldn't get the game to load as soon as I would load as soon as I would load the game up boom game would crash same thing and I'm like what and then they they it was a bug they patched that and stuff but yeah my my 1x is almost like out the door I just need to wait these next you know four to five months so I can actually put that thing to rest get rid of it or whatever, and start playing on my series X because well, uh, in
1: England I only have um I only have the gears of war is it gears of war 4 it's the gears of war 4 edition xbox one s so i've got to play in 1080p for a few months think think of me man 1080p me. i don't even know i don't even,
0: 1080p, ugh, 1080p. <laughs> 1080p i'm you know I'm 1080p,
1: not... 30, like that is true filmic gaming right there 1080p 30 frames a second if that if if that so um yeah you you're, yeah. you're bitching and complaining about being on x a lot of a lot of
0: people say the Scorpio that Scorpio editions have problems with the thermal paste, and I pretty much know that. I know it's the thermal paste issue, but uh, I'm not going to open it up, and I'm not buying a new one because you can't even really find one X's anymore. Like they're pretty much sold out everywhere, and I wonder why. I wonder why the Xbox One X is sold out. Huh. That is and you, strange. And you can't go really buy any. What could possibly be the reason? Hmm. Uh, I, don't huh. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, Last of Us Two. Um, whew. like that game is definitely something else. Like incredible looking, facial animations. Like the facial animations and the animations in general. Like the world. Like it's it's kind of like I'm getting to the part where it's more open. Like this lush, kind of destroyed city, but like really high green grass, and it's like there's so much to explore, and then you. Got, i i'm so far amazed at what i have played so obviously i really can't speak more on it because i'm not that far into the game uh you know i'll I'll probably actually do a review for this game because i feel like it's going to be something special um so hopefully hopefully i can i can knock that oh you know knock, get through that over this weekend maybe put out a video about it we could talk more about it on the podcast next week
1: but um man i'm not gonna be able to play it for ages because i'm not taking my ps4 pro to england you better you better hope you don't get spoiled you know well i didn't get spoiled for the original so who knows maybe i'll be lucky but um it does seem amazing and i really like the original so i'm hoping to uh play at some point i mean i
0: i'm at the point now where i like i'm playing it i have the lights off I got the, uh, the led lights on, which normally most of the time I play something. Like I just, I don't, but I want to be in that mood, you know, you're kind of in that mood where you just want to be just immersed. Like I'm not talking to anybody. Cause sometimes I'll get on Xbox and I'll talk to my buddies, uh, you know, like Gopher for Maka and magic and we'll play stuff or I'll be in a party talking to dealer or Colt, you know, mm. but like this one, I'm like, I'm, I'm isolated by myself. I have the lights off and I have the LED lights on behind the my my uh, B eight OLED and it's just like I'm there and I just like tune out the whole world because I have my asteroid fifties on and I just have that I have that shit maxed out on the volume end, you know? And I just Why? I just I just like tune out the world. I, I like this one of the greatest feelings about video games is just being in that in that moment. And there's not many games that really do it for you. And it's definitely a different feeling playing this game than playing like PUBG or Warzone. Like, PUBG and Warzone, it's it's more about having fun with your friends, and that can be incredibly awesome, you know? But then there's moments like this where it's like, it's also, it's it's just as special, but it's different. I don't know. You know? So, and, yeah. and then the next month we get go of Tsushima, but something tells me Ghost of Tsushima is not going to be on the same level as this. I mean, Naughty Dog is just. There's like, when you talk about like the top video game developers, some people. Would say Epic is at the top, right? Because Epic what? has created Fortnite, and you would say that too because you're all about stupid freaking margins. Every time me and Jazz talk about video <laughs> games, you was like, "Well, they don't make any money." I'm like, "Okay, Jazz, is the is the best developer right now? Epic because Epic is pulling in mad dollars because of Fortnite. Is for is is Epic the best? They certainly seem to have nailed down the uh, online living game
1: more better than anybody, right?
0: Hmm. I mean, name a game.
1: That, it, that... The um the events that Fortnite does are pretty amazing, though, right? Yeah. You have to you have to give them credit for that stuff. Like I I don't care about Fortnite at all, but seeing some of the stuff that they do with the the, the live events and getting like celebrities involved and stuff like that, I think that's really impressive.
0: Yeah, especially when you compare what what Fortnite just did to what Destiny Two just did for their first live event, where it was like watching red streaks in the air for forty five minutes and then ten seconds of a thing falling to the ground and destroying it. Uh, I'm sure that was, was a lot of fun. It? That was it. It was <laughs> it. And they were and like if you if you listen to like the Bungie employees on Twitter, they were like. That was amazing! We learned so much! And I'm just like, okay, yeah. The bar, the Epic has set the bar here, and you guys are like way down here. But yeah, nice first try, I guess. Uh, Faisal007 in Super Chat says, Last of Us 2 equals Looting Simulator. Oh my god, 10 out of 10. Last of Us 2 is a stealth game. And you know how many times we've talked about Splinter Saw on this show? And my love of the stealth genre... Uh, hello. Of course, I'm gonna love a stealth game, especially one that has the. Why are you playing pre- Desperados then? Uh, cause Desperados is lame-ass uh, over-the-top stuff, you know.
2: But
0: it's a stealth game. It's a stealth. Uh, game. No, no whatever, whatever. Sin Vendetta says since we don't <laughs> have a price for either Series X and PS5, and I <clears> plan on buying both systems at launch, I decided to save fifteen hundred to cover both systems. I I hope. I, I would imagine fifteen fifteen hundred would be more than sufficient. At, oh, I yeah, think at maximum, cool. they'll both be 500. Eh, maximum eh, or minimum. I think, I think you're looking at 500 for both. So you're looking at a thousand, but no, you're good. And, um, what else we got? Uh, Mariana Pampa says, Hey, with all these mic drop details coming out of the Xbox July event spill guys, what should we expect? We need info. Love the podcast guys. Hashtag filmic. Oh yeah. The, uh, the hat, the <laughs> mic drop moments. Um, We'll, we'll we'll talk about that, uh, but Jez, do you want to tease anything about the July show? We can
1: talk
0: we can talk about that. You anymore. want to you want to te- want to tease it right now, and then we'll talk about it later.
1: Uh, well, just,
0: just like a just like a sentence tease.
1: I'm uh, pretty hyped for it. Oh. And- you know, I, I can be pretty negative about these sorts Yeah,
0: of oh, yo, believe me, people. <laughs> talking to Jez sometimes, Jez can be over-the-top negative about certain stuff. You should have heard him. Let's <laughs> tell this story, Jez, oh, about yeah. the day of, right before Sony was going to reveal the PS5 specs. You were in my DMs I mean, like, they beat him. The ps is going to be better than the Series X Microsoft has done for. Jez was so concerned about it. Really? You, I totally I remember you. this. You don't recall this whatsoever? Mm, not so much. Trust me, I do because you're in my DMs being like, They did it. Sony just screwed... like. Are you sure I wasn't trolling you? What? You know, maybe Are you, you sure were. I'm you do trolling. you do try to troll me all the time, so I'm not surprised. I don't troll you that much, do you, I? You try. You could try.
1: So 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 you're hyped, huh? I'm pretty hyped for July. Yeah. And, and um well, I suppose it's It's cautiously hyped, but I'm not hearing anything negative right now. Okay, we'll we'll definitely
0: uh, talk more about that in a little bit. So, um, Last of Us 2, been playing that, gonna finish it. Hopefully I have maybe a video out this week, definitely talk about it more in the podcast. Obviously no stories, spoilers. Jez has been loving Grounded. How many times have you uh, played the 30 minute
1: rolling demo? 20, 40, 50 times? I'd say at least 20 times now, I'm... I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get so good at it that I can like get through, get all the upgrades and kill a spider in a single session. Mm. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Good. (laughs) Gradually, gradually pushing slightly further every time. But, uh, I really like it. I really, I really do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. So with all that said, we're going to be moving on to the topics, uh, So if you guys are enjoying the show, make sure you hit the like button, share this out, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow me and Jez on Twitter. I don't really tweet a lot, but Jez does. And uh, make sure you follow Jez on Twitter. I
2: don't
0: tweet a lot. So we'll start with with a little joke story here. Uh, You tweeted out that Series X would have a (laughs) HDMI sticker that Roby said would have it. And Phil (laughs) basically put his foot down and said, basically, not (laughs) not over, over his dead body,
1: it would wow but then but then uh jason ronald tweeted a little sort of like suspicious face emoji Hmm. so what what if it actually does and phil isn't aware yet well i would i would i would hope i would hope phil would
0: take the executive role and be like no i'm overruling everybody hdmi sticker not on that system because the people who What if, the, I, what the if pe- I have to
1: because of some European weird European law or something.
0: But does the PlayStation have a sticker like that? I have no I have no idea. I, I don't know. Like are you are you team sticker or team no sticker?
1: Well, I, I don't know. I just leave the sticker on. Cuz like what, what if what if one day yeah, what if one day you want to sell it? You want it in pristine condition, right? You're team sticker? You're one of yeah, those people? you leave it on how do we so like, how, do,
0: how do how have we done the podcast for 134 episodes and we're this misaligned where i'm team no sticker <laughs> and you're team sticker like
1: how how are we doing a show together well dude you like you have weird opinions about things in general right? Dude, what but what do you mean <laughs> like you <laughs> you would you would rather have a 1080p 60 game over a, for a, you would rather play The Last of Us 2 in 1080p 60 than 4K 30. Yes, that's if given weird.
0: a choice, I that's would weird. much rather play mostly every single game with a better frame rate because the gameplay is better than in that's, 4K. That, that's
1: weird, isn't it? You'd rather have the Jaggies than the filmic, the full no, filmic. No, no,
0: no, we're not doing this filmic bull again. <laughs> no, <laughs> ask Cold Eastwood. Cold Eastwood's in chat. Ask him you rather take 1080p 60 or 4K 30? You know, I thought this gen, we'd actually get 4K 60, or at least close to it enough, and it seems like maybe that won't necessarily be the case. I'll take 60 frames all day, every day. And I don't understand why someone like well, again, again someone like you who plays Grounded and Minecraft Dungeons, so I mean, like, you know, what what does 60 frames do for that? So, yeah, I guess. I guess, Jez. You're just...
1: <laughs> you're just... How? I just, I just like to see the art f- realized to its full potential, man. Yeah. You're not gonna see all those facial details you were cl- crying about earlier it, at, at 1080p. You're not gonna see them. Doesn't matter. So you talk about. So you'd rather have blurry, fast facial animations than crisp, filmic face animations. We're, we're not
0: doing this again. Like James Shields just said in chat, not again. I'm sure a lot of people are sitting here <laughs> face palming because we're doing this whole filmic thing again. I'm what, putting my foot thing? down. Just like, so I, I'm team no sticker and team 60 frames. Jez is team sticker and, and 30 frames per second. You are wrong, sir. You have wrong opinions on this. <laughs> well, why do devs keep
1: doing it then? Uh, because... Clearly, 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 devs, you know, have a different opinion on this.
0: Hmm. All right, whatever. Moving on. I don't. I don't want to get in this much into this whole discussion that we had. I'm just saying. Well, what, what, what do you think about games like uh, Dirt Five trying to do 120 frames? Then. Oh, Jez, Jez might have uh, dropped out of the call because I don't hear Sorry. him anymore. What did you say? I was going to say computer. really quickly. Uh, what do you think about devs that are trying to do 120 frames then?
1: Well, they do- they're not doing it in filmic games, are they? They're doing it in racing games oh, and geez, stuff. Here we go. God. All right, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever. Um so uh there's this other thing I wanted to talk about uh this uh Tom Warren put out a tweet, which wasn't a surprise to really to you because we've talked about this before, but he's saying that uh XCloud, which is supposed to launch this year, right? Correct? Like, I don't know if it's been pushed back because everybody's working from home, but Project X xCloud's currently in beta. You can get into it on Android. Uh, you can also get into it on iOS, so those spaces are limited, and the only game on iOS is Half-Life, or Half-Life, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, yeah. So, he's saying that Series X hardware will be put into X Cloud sometime in the 2021.
1: I mean... Duh. 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 <laughs> like <laughs> they not then they weren't gonna leave it on the xbox one s hardware were they and they would need um, all, basically all the chips and stuff
0: you know currently to make the system to sell to people uh so it's like yeah that's like that's like the most dust statement i ever heard we've been we've been saying that for like over a year i don't know
1: like i feel it's like just, it's, it's just kind of obvious i i don't see i don't see why that's a shock but you know the the real the real reason they Need to get off the Xbox One server blades is because of Game Core. Like games are going to be built on a different architecture that the Xbox One S and X won't support into uh, 2021, 2022, which we've also talked about before a mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, so, Game Core OS is a new development environment for Xbox One games, and it's supposed to bring Xbox and PC game development in closer unison, basically, than ever before. Um, to achieve this, There needs to be a new developer environment, which from my understanding, isn't actually fully ready yet. So games currently being developed for Xbox Series X today are being built on the old architecture, the Xbox One and Xbox One S and X architecture. The original Xbox One is now called Xbox One Legacy. Legacy. In Mm. in the system, which is interesting. But um, yeah, that's uh, something else entirely. But, you know, That's why they need to get them off those old systems, is because they're moving to a new developer environment. Um, But I don't know too too much about what that means. It's all about devs and how how they benefit from it, basically. But I guess we'll find out more, maybe sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would imagine we're going to be getting info about xCloud. You know, because you figured this time, you know, if if the... uh, you know, what happened in the world right now, the, you know, the, the the whole virus situation. I would assume E3 would be going on and Microsoft would probably be given a load of information about XCloud, maybe even given the release date for it, if that was still going on, because all the press would be there. So maybe their plans got pushed a little bit, but I would I would assume we're going to get announcements about like, hey, this is what's going on with XCloud. Uh, this is how you pay for it. You know, like if there is a pay, because I know they said they're bringing what, Game Pass to XCloud? Or maybe putting XCloud into Game Pass, so like if you're subscribed still, to Game Pass, you get yeah. access to it. There's
1: some still things they got to explain in better detail on all that stuff. Yeah, it's still unclear like whether you have to you get it with like regular Game Pass, or you have to pay for Game Pass Ultimate, or there'll be like a Game Pass Cloud subscription. But it starts getting confusing at that point, right? I, I think if, like, if I had to take a that... guess,
0: if I had to take a guess, Jez, mm. if you sign, if you play, this is just a guess since there's Game Pass for PC, Game Pass Ultimate, or Game Pass for console, Game Pass, PC, and then Ultimate combines them both, and we do know that Microsoft is planning on bringing uh, uh, xCloud to Windows 10, I think it'll be one of those things where you sign up for Game Pass, you can stream the games in Game Pass on console. And if you sign up for Game Pass on PC, you can stream the the games on PC uh, using xCloud on PC. But if you sign up on, on to Ultimate, you get them both. You can stream games... From the PC and, and console.
1: Well, I was thinking that maybe they'd do it where you get like if you're on Game Pass regular, you get you get like local you get streaming from your own device, like you stream from your own Xbox or something. Well, they already have that console streaming exists. It's free. Yeah, but it's isn't that still just a preview? No, I mean it could be. I mean the X X the thing is like the the new version of game streaming it has some cloud elements it, to it like i don't know how exactly it works but it does fall back on their cloud servers in some scenarios or something if i remember correctly mm-hmm. it's not the same as the old the old system um so i don't know if they give that away for free maybe I'm, maybe they will maybe i'm completely wrong about that but i do think like the the premium stuff streaming from the actual cloud obviously that's probably going to be tied directly into game pass which makes sense right i would say yeah uh johnny patton says in the super chat ps5
0: design is neither grown nor shrunk on me it's pretty good and uh Jay primo says what about filmic yeah, yeah what about Filmic? <laughs> what
1: about filmic and you know i think like what what makes me happy is when people super chat filmic because it forces you to read it because know, right? you have this yeah, you, you have this thing where you have to read every super chat to thank people. So right. if people super chat Filmic every single time you have to read it. That is uh Yeah you, you, you know, like I might even super chat myself just to make you read things like Pokemon is good. No, you know? I, I would I would just I would
0: I would use my executive privileges and just not say anything. I probably even de- would delete the message.
1: <laughs> I would like, I would reach out to YouTube and accuse you of false advertising in that, in that mm. scenario. Anyways, so that's, I also think that's one of the reasons why Xbox
0: First Party is uh, essentially doing cross-gen for up until 2021 is because, you know, they want to stream all their first-party games as part of Xcloud. But if the next-gen server blaze won't be ready until. uh sometime in 2021 but more than likely in 2022 because it's going to be i think it's going to be in beta in 2021 then microsoft would need a a, a last gen version of halo and a last gen version of you know essentially whatever games they would put out in 2021 because how else would you be able to stream it since uh you know the the next gen blades aren't there so there's always business reasons to behind all that stuff so yeah sure and I, yeah, so I would expect uh, XCloud stuff maybe to come in the next month or two. I don't know. Maybe they talk about July show. Maybe they don't. But all right, moving on from the XCloud stuff, we got Fumes and Super Chat saying, what about 30 frames per second? PS5 Digital Foundry did. It's filmic. Yeah, definitely filmic. <laughs> and they are doing some 30 frames games. I think, well, I did I did think they confirmed that uh, Demon Souls will have a resolution mode and a performance mode, which... Really honestly, most if if your game's not 60 uh, and if you're shooting for 30, then it definitely needs to have a performance mode in there. I mean, these consoles are powerful enough to be able to do both. This isn't uh, like an Xbox One, like these systems are so powerful, and it just feels like every you know, I just stuck on 30 just kind of irks me. But, um, you know what? Uh, I want to talk a bit um, about Cyberpunk because. Well, I guess I'm going to ask you, but to my, you know, uh, Cyberpunk, uh, I was not surprised whatsoever at all that it got delayed till November 19th. So if you're unaware, Cyberpunk 2077 was originally supposed to come out in April, then they delayed it to September. Now they delayed it into November, which is literally what I said was going to happen back, (laughs) back at last year at E3. You, You can roll back the tape and look. I said, there's no way that game comes out in April. Mark it down for November. And here we are.
1: Why did did you think that?
0: Because there's there's, no. I don't know. I had no insight. It's just. It's like. It's like when Rockstar comes out and talks about Grand Theft Auto and gives you release date. You know. You know they're good for a delay. You know at least they're good for one delay. And I just. (laughs) I just had no faith that that CD Projekt Red would be able to hit that April timeframe. They couldn't. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't think they're going to be able to hit September either. I just kind of assumed they're just going to launch in November. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if they delay it to March next year. But I don't seriously. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Would you? Because I oh wouldn't. Oh my god, be. Rand Randall cursed. Jinx, you're going to jinx it, man. No. You say things like that. You jinx it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Shinza says, "Hey, well, oh, filmic man. is forbidden in my land. Thank you. Yeah, we shouldn't even talk about that. But." No, I'm not surprised it got delayed. And now of course it's supposed to be timed with the launches of the console, Xbox Series X is supposed to, X is supposed to be out around then. PS5 is supposed to be out around then. I put out on Twitter that I was like, "Hey, bright side, they get more time to kind of squash bush bugs, you know, get the game ready cuz obviously you don't want a shitty game coming out, right?" You don't want a game that uh, is 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 full of bugs and maybe doesn't work properly. I'm even thinking of like my experience reviewing Ori and how much better Ori's been like three months later. Like it's 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 like a much better experience because they were able to patch the game. It was like, if you need to delay your game, delay your game. And they're they're a big big game a big company. And they can do whatever they want. Other games will move out of their way. Um, so now it's like, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna play it day one on Series X. Granted. They also confirmed in their investor call that um, the next gen version patch won't be available day one, which we already knew about. But however, you'll be able to play both. uh, You'll be able to play on Series X and PS5 with the free upgrade if you buy the game on Xbox One, and that uh, both those will actually run better. Like, I'm assuming. Maybe it'll have higher resolution if they use a dynamic resolution on Xbox One X. It'll probably be boosted because the Xbox the Xbox Series X can kind of do that. Uh, if the, the frame rate might be locked or maybe it's unlocked, so the frame rate might shoot up to 60 frames. It'll probably have faster loading, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be until you can actually get the version that they patch and make better. You know that'll be where I want to play. Uh, you know Cyberpunk. What
1: do you what do you what do you think about all this, Jez? The whole cyberpunk. I think, like the fact that it's supposedly as complicated as it is, and like it has all these intersecting systems. Like, like they they specifically called out the the fact the game has intersecting systems or whatever um, as a reason they wanted to, you know, pat, you know, check it and check for bugs and stuff like that. I probably presume that a lot of your decisions change pathways through levels and stuff like that. Um, and I suppose they want to, you know, go over everything because a game, this bug, this um, I was going to say a game, this buggy then, but a game that complicated, o- almost inevitably, always ends up with bugs. Like, uh, you know, l- just looking at Oblivion and Skyrim as an example, right? There's like, I think there are quests even now in Skyrim which you need to download a third party mod to fix. Like, like some say my Skyrim playthroughs, I had like more than one quest that I just couldn't complete because of some bug, or I'd done it in an order the game didn't like, or something like that. So, the fact that they're going through to fix that stuff and make it as polished as it can be, I am totally okay with that, personally. I know it's it makes people mad when games are delayed, but I'd rather have a game that was polished and delayed than a game that wasn't. It's not like it's not like none of us have a backlog to get through, right? Yeah, that's true. some but, some of us actually play games and have backlogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but on the flip side it's like you said and um i think i saw some other people on twitter talking about it. i think actually tom warren might have tweeted about this Or uh, i'm not sure actually maybe it was ryan mccaffrey i don't know but someone tweeted something like um it eliminate it eliminates the the need to decide whether to play it early on current Mm -hmm. gen or play it later on next gen with the boosted resolution and stuff like that because like we were talking about that before weren't we like whether you're gonna whether you're gonna play it on the xbox one x or wait for the xbox series x version so you don't have to make that choice anymore they've made it for you and it's kind of i'm kind of grateful for that actually because i I would have i would have had to review it on the xbox one x well on the xbox one s actually yeah it made it made the choice easier for me Right. So it's yeah. like now I know it's like, all right, well,
0: I don't need to make that choice. Hopefully I get a series X because who knows about um, how many units they'll have. Uh, I think Jason Ronald said that they'll have more than enough uh, Hearing that the production on the system is going exceedingly well. So I think there'll be a- enough systems to go around. Um, so I'm assuming I'll have one because I, when that pre-order thing is coming up, I'm going to pre-order one and I'm at Amazon. I'm going to pre-order one at the Microsoft store. <laughs> I'm gonna pre- I am gonna pre—I might even go to GameStop and pre-order one. I don't even know. I'm going to make sure, damn it, that I'm going to get my Xbox, Xbox Series 2. X. You know what I'm saying? And I'll do the same for PlayStation. When PlayStation 5 pre-orders open up, I'll pre-order one at Amazon. Uh, do, do they have a PlayStation store? Uh, I think they do, but I'm not sure. But either way, I'm, I'm going to get both. But, um... Yeah, so it takes that choice away from me, because like, now it's like, all right, yeah, I'm playing Cyberpunk on Series X, assuming, of course, Series X is out at that point, which I think it will be, or soon thereafter. Now, there's the other question is, like, the game's coming out in September, like something like Avengers, right? But then the bigger even question about Avengers, and this kind of goes in with the smart delivery that Xbox has been talking about recently, like, Xbox has been really focusing on, on things that Sony uh, don't have or aren't doing very, like... Couple weeks ago, they really focused on Back and Pat and how Back and Pat is like uh, all these games are going to be run better and they're all going to have like HDR and all this stuff. We talked about that before, right? Because that's a big feature that Xbox has really been doing since they brought back Back and Pat in 2015 when Mikey Barr was like, "We're not going to charge you twice for games you already own." Um, so they've been hitting that that hammer, you know, that <clears throat> nail, hitting that down because PlayStation really hasn't talked that much about Back and Pat. Okay, we got you. Uh, This week they talked about smart delivery. Jason Ronald like wrote an article. He was on IGN's podcast uh, talking about how smart delivery works. Um, There's quotes you can find from supposedly some Sony guy in Japan that says they don't they don't have a smart delivery system like Xbox does, but they'll support any
1: uh, publisher that wants to offer free upgrades. Right, and meet yeah. It sounds like um basically i think the difference here is ultimately about package delivery like smart delivery is sort of like a system where it detects what system is currently in operation and it will feed you the appropriate license whereas like sony it sounds more like they'll do like a one-way free they'll let developers issue a one-way free upgrade or something Mm -hmm. but it won't necessarily let you go back and forward between the different systems and platforms and stuff but the thing is microsoft microsoft absolutely needs a system like smart delivery because of XCloud. cloud because <clears throat> at least as tom warren says at least until 2021 if you upgrade to an xbox series x you'll only be able to stream like the xbox one s versions of those games so developers still need to make If they're going to put their games on xCloud, they still need to make those sort of older versions of the games on the older architecture. Although I know it's a subscription-based service and you don't really necessarily get those versions that you pay for or whatever. But I don't know, when you're streaming it from your Xbox Series X to your phone, does it stream the full you know the full-blown for 8k 120 frames a second version or will it smart deliver down the you know the more bandwidth friendly 1080p version i mean that's that's also
0: something microsoft will definitely have to explain later on down the road and uh shout out to sim vendetta he says oh man what if the gaming industry changes the term resolution mode to filmic mode had explode Uh, emoji geez don't don't (laughs) give in to jazz's whole like don't feed his (laughs) ego uh adam (laughs) wants to know rand when is the july event i know you know uh i mean you know Randall,
1: psychic
0: i've heard rumors i mean i don't know a specific date I, i kind of know a range where it could be like if if i was a betting man i put my i put my money on like mid to late july like I don't know, like right around right around mid-July, maybe the week of the 20th, like in that range. I mean, I don't know a yeah. specific date, and maybe they don't even have one, but that that would be my guess. I don't think it'll be early July. Uh, it's like m- mid-July is where I would probably put my, my chips into. Eagles fan says, hey, that PS5 smart delivery system is officially a hot mess. Digital only for some... Some of you can have a disc, and the rest is no comment. It's totally filmic. Here we go with the filmic stuff. Jeez, <laughs> you started a revolution here. Uh, uh, I love it. I and love um, it. we got one from Eric Popowicz. He says, I'm a Nintendoard, but I really like watching the stream every week. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. Even Nintendo fans like watching our show. Yeah. And well, I Nintendo normally f- shit all over pl- uh, Nintendo. Nintendo Nintendo's all about filmic, right? It's yes. like the
2: most filmic system. <laughs> They're definitely the most filmic.
1: Yeah. Totally. Uh. I like Nintendo. I'm like Xenoblade Chronicles is like really high up on my backlog right now. That's like the next game I'm gonna get to after I've sort of finished all the games I gotta play for work. You into Xenoblade Chronicles? Round? No, no, definitely not. I mean, I uh, I, I know uh, people
0: like it, too, but
1: too filmic for you.
0: Too filmic. I would. I so the point I was trying to make was um like something like Avengers that comes out in early September, and even something like when we talk about EA plays and what they showed there about Star Wars Squadron, right? Hmm. So when I look Ooh, at that, I'm EA like, play. Yeah, I know you play when I look at those, I'm like, okay, Avengers. So I know with, with Xbox, there's back and pat, right? So if I buy Avengers on my Xbox one, no matter what, I'll be able to play it on a series X. We got that hundred. Everybody knows that the question I have is square Enix going to do an Xbox series X upgrade for Avengers. And if they do do an upgrade for Avengers, will I get it via smart delivery Will I get it through their own free upgrade program? And how does that free upgrade program work? Because EA has been detailing theirs lately. And if they're not doing a free upgrade and they're not using smart delivery, am I going to be expected to buy Avengers again to play it on Xbox Series X with the enhancements? Because we definitely... like we. So nobody's come out and said yet that you're going to have to pay for an upgrade on Xbox Series X. Although I would imagine... That Rockstar will charge for Grand Theft Auto 5 Enhanced, right? And that, considering EA is doing a time-limited thing for their upgrade on Madden, and if you currently go to the Xbox Store, so anybody listening to this now, if you're on, if you can go to your Xbox, if you listen to this later, you go to the Xbox Store, go to the Coming Soon section, right? You go over to the Pre-orders, which is the Coming Soon section, of course. You take a look at Madden NFL 21. It's not, you can pre-order right now. You click on that, and you look what's included in the bundle. It literally says Madden NFL 21 Xbox One, and then next to it, Madden NFL 21 Xbox Series X, which means there's two different executable files. So when you actually buy that game digitally, you eventually get the license for the Series X version, which means there's two separate versions, which probably two separate achievement lists and all that good stuff. And then at some point, when that free upgrade program ends... I would imagine they would start charging for it. So my question, look, I understand how smart delivery works. Like, it's pretty straightforward. You look for the icon on the box. You know what you're getting. Uh, you bought it on Xbox One. You get it on Xbox Series X. It's a no-brainer. The bigger question to me now is what happens when a developer doesn't support that and isn't offering a free upgrade path and does do an upgrade? Am I expected to pay for it? That is what I want to know from Xbox Now, and I know they probably won't detail it because they want to be free of that terrible PR of charging for patches. I get it. It's why they set up the system in the first place. I mean, yeah, they want to make it easier for the player, and I get that, but also they want to be able to say, we're not charging. We're not charging for an upgrade for Halo or any of this stuff, but somebody will, and you can already point to exactly the companies that will. So now, I'm in, so now I am look at like games like Star Wars um you know like star wars squadron which was shown off yesterday they haven't talked about a, a next gen experience they, they they have with fifa 21 and madden 21 about you know how you buy those and you get them again so is there not one for star wars and if there is one for star wars is it going to be free or am i going to have to pay for
1: it so like <clears throat> those are the questions you know, that are you know, rolling if, around if, in my mind if ea was smart and they're not but if they were smart they'd do it through ea access or something like yeah. if EA access members get it, get get a filmic upgrade to the Xbox Series X later on or something. I don't know, but you know this is EA we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I saw um, was it Mr. Grub Adventure Beat? Yes, Mr. Grub, the Ultimate Insider. Yes, yeah, he's uh he's been doing some great work recently. Uh, shout out to him, by the way. Um, I saw he did an article. I didn't read it, but I saw it tweeted out. And put it in my reading list on microsoft edge trademark uh 2020 um about uh why can't ea do more games with its budget because like that ea play was you know yeah there was skate 4 and people were really hyped about that but like where's the where's the bone for mass effect fans where's the bone for dragon age fans dragon age inquisition was six years ago and where is it
0: where's the sequel it's nowhere well, yeah, the EA, the EA play was. Oh my God, we need to talk about that. But shout out to Johnny Pattons. He says mid to late July is a big mistake to me. That guaranteed Sony and PS Five another month of hype and eating a touch, and touching. that's a bad move. Uh, I mean, like anything. I don't know. Like I could be 100 percent wrong. I'm just saying. Like if I was a betting man, I'd bet on mid July, around that time frame. Maybe, maybe uh-huh. they surprise it. I see it's like the July Fourth weekend's coming up, so I just don't see that 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 kind of half weekend in July and then the weekend after. I don't see that. So when you like look at when you actually look at the the calendar, you can kind of pinpoint like what would be a good time to do it, and you know. So it's like the week of the thirteenth and the week of the twentieth in my mind are the two weeks that you can you you basically look like they're definitely not doing it the week of the first. I don't think you do it the week of the sixth. So to me, it's the week of the thirteenth and the week of the twentieth. Boom. One of the one day in between there, someday. But I'll never tell. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> um. So what were we talking? Oh yeah, smart delivery. So that's that's what I want to know. Like I want to know how that stuff works. And I know Microsoft's not going to explain it because they don't want to be the one to take the PR hit. So it's going to be on. They're going to they're going to put that pressure on uh, the other publishers to do it. But then again, I'm also a customer of Xbox, so I would want to know about Avengers like. Because I don't, don't want to buy Avengers and then have to buy Avengers again. You know what I mean? Or I don't want to buy Star Wars Squadron and then have to buy it again. So that's that's kind of information I'm really interested in uh, at this point. But um, moving on from that, uh, I kind of want to bring this back around to Last of Us 2. You know, I talked about my initial impressions. Uh, but, Jez, I don't know if you saw this. That game is getting review bombed into hell on Metacritic.
1: Which um, game? Sorry, uh, Last of Us Part Two. Oh yeah, I I saw that and I tweeted out like, "Why is it getting review bombed and and then I then I realized immediately, "Oh, I better not ask this question in case you someone gives not, me a spoiler." You better not ask um, that question. It seems like salty, oversensitive gamers are offended by some things in it or something. Gamers know. outraged about something? No way. Gamers, gamers outraged? Yeah. I see it seems to be the case, but I don't know. I am gonna play it and see for myself. Because if there's something more enraging than Final Fantasy VII Remakes ending, I would be impressed to discover it.
0: <laughs> I mean <clears throat> I'm not surprised that the game is getting review bombed. And I know I see X in uh in, in the chat saying meta who I know I know that's one of your uh one of your trademark uh uh sayings, X I I get it. But I don't know. I, I just find it sad, like any any sort of like because it, it's not just it's not just you know relegated to the video game industry, right? Like, I find the idea of like oh there's gonna be a, people going in there haven't played the game yet. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit that zero or I'm gonna hit that ten, right? Because tens and zeros, same thing, whatever. Now you can legitimately give something a ten and see something like a zero. I don't think you can legitimately give something a zero. Like something to zero. Maybe, like, I guess the Zero would be a game that literally doesn't work. But, like, to me, it's like, okay, I see that stuff, whatever. But it also happens with films. It happened with, like, Black Panther. It happened with, uh, it happened with uh, Captain Marvel, where, like, a lot of people either, you know, gave it undeserved maybe good reviews or obviously undeserved bad reviews because they don't like the political leanings or any of the other stuff that goes along with it. And I just think, man... Aren't are people this sad? Like, like I. Here's the thing, and I've said this before about my own YouTube channel. Uh, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. You know, I I, I love watching Colts videos. I love watching dealers videos. Um, you know, I, I love watching like stuff from Digital Foundry. Uh, you know, I, there's many creators in, in this community where I love checking out their podcasts. And some of the times I don't really comment. I just kind of listen. And I definitely don't comment in other people's comment sections. Um, cause it's like, I I don't know. And here's the thing. I never would in a million years ever think of writing a user review or voting in a poll on Metacritic ever, ever. No, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't come into my purview either. I think I left, I left a review for something on Amazon once, like a a kettle or something. I bought a kettle for tea cause I'm British and the kettle didn't work. So I left an angry review. That's the, I think that's the only time I've ever user-reviewed something. But but I think like for some people who are salty and lonely, maybe even, and feel unheard, review bombing something is a way that can feel like their voices get heard or something. I don't know. Even if it's bullshit. A bullshit reason. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's People just... are pretty divided on a lot of topics. Sometimes they're divided on things just to the for the sake of being divided a lot of the time. There is that perpe- a lot. A- sorry, go on. No, go ahead,
0: go ahead, finish finish what you're
1: saying. I just I was just saying, people like people like just want to be divided about things. Some things don't even need to have an opinion, really. They're just kind of mundane. But people are like, I'm gonna have an opinion about this because I wanna be salty, I wanna be outraged. I, I don't know some people are addicted to being angry I think like rage a hole there's That's that perpetual
0: cycle on Twitter where people <clears throat> are just looking for the next thing to be outraged about you know to be angry about and there's there's definitely seems to be a lot of a lot of people that would rather uh tear somebody down than help build them up or talk about the negatives about something rather than the positives of something and I, I think YouTube definitely plays into that because when you look at like when all those negative like kind of leaks came out for Last of Us 2, I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you notice all those YouTubers out there chasing clicks and for the views because they knew that people would be outraged and that those YouTubers knew people would be outraged. So they would feed in an outrage cycle to get people to click on their videos to make money. And like, you know, people like big, I'm not going to even mention YouTubers names, but you can definitely look and people did 20 to 30, tw- like 15 15 to 20 videos about the last of us because people were so outraged about it right of course all the leaks ended up being like taken completely out of context which i find absolutely hilarious
1: because of, of course they were but the thing about social like we're getting into sociology again here but i think like the thing about social media is that human beings weren't ready for it ultimately Like, you can look at the way Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google's algorithms have have affected discourse over the last 10, 15 years. It's just getting increasingly more toxic, increasingly more extreme, and increasingly more like, we can't have a conversation because we need to pander to the algorithms, you know. And then people get conditioned by that. And then it becomes like an endless cycle of rage and outrage and people getting salty and, you know. Yeah, it is, it's just the way things seem to be
0: going so. it, de- it definitely is and um I don't know I just I just find it sad had, sad we're at this point where people need to either review bomb something because well they're they're upset about a supposed thing that they haven't even played or they need to prop something up because they're a fan of it right like oh well, I'm a fan so I need to make sure this is a 10 like you're not helping anybody you're not helping anybody by lying about if you really really like something and you're not helping anybody by. Saying it's it's trash if you've never played it, whatever. You're not helping anybody. And the same thing goes for like movies, and the same thing goes for anything else in life. Like when I ask people for you know legit constructive criticism, it doesn't help me if you come up to me and say uh, if I if I if I go to you and I say hey you know what can I do to improve on YouTube, it doesn't really help me to say well you're trash you can't or you're amazing you can't do anything better right. That doesn't help me. Like, how am I supposed to learn and get better and grow as a person and grow as a YouTuber and do all those different things? Like, how, how is anybody supposed to grow when the reaction you get from somebody is you're the best ever or you're shit?
1: You know what well, I mean? But that's, like, <clears throat> that's like Facebook and YouTube like dislike culture. Like, there's no nuance in like or dislike, mm-hmm. it's, but, it's, but it trains their algorithm to figure out what, what people will click on and what people will engage with. And ultimately, the only thing that matters in the internet business model is whether someone will click because there's a potential they'll click on an ad, and that's where the money comes from. Like in the, it's ironic, really, because we used to talk about how YouTube and stuff like that democratized um, content and got it out of the hands of uh, you know big corporations like Fox and AT and T and stuff like that, and and the BBC to some degree, and it's like it can it can give a voice to anyone but it's not really doing that it's just giving people something that they need to pander to they need to pander to a very specific subset of opinions or else they don't get the clicks they don't get the they don't get the engagement like if you sit on the fence on any topic mm-hmm. you just don't get any traffic and yeah. it's you got to take a stance what? like
0: i was looking to improve as uh you know a youtuber and everything and I like I would ask people and they'd be like, oh no, you you're pretty good and I literally had to go to Dealer. And Dealer t- sat me down and literally told me things that I didn't want to hear about myself. And he was like he's like, this is gonna be harsh. Like this is what you need to do. You know, like and he and he basically was like this and then and then I went to Colt and Colt gave me some pointers and some tips and you know was like you need to do this and you need to do this like but most people for most people it's like shit's trash you're great whatever and it's like nobody ever improves and i don't know maybe that's a different kind of like tangent going on here but like i don't know i kind of view all these things as kind of similar uh everything's a zero or everything's a 10 um anyways shout out to drunken ninja he says if xbox was never vocal vocal about getting free next-gen upgrades would we ever gotten them for free so that's the thing is you would think Microsoft as a company would, would not want to offer free next-gen upgrades because they would get a cut of the next-gen upgrades being sold, right? So as mm-hmm. like an overall company, you would think it's better for their bottom line if there weren't free upgrades. Because if, yeah. if you sell Grand Theft Auto V on Xbox One and then Rockstar is being like, we want to sell it again on Xbox Series X and they sell another 5 million copies on Series X, that's more money Microsoft makes. So if they do a, a, a smart delivery system, then that's money that they're not making, and in fact, it's probably money that they're losing, because somebody had to build the system. Correct? You had to pay somebody yep. to make the system.
1: So but it comes back to what we talked about last week, where their their only their only sort of KPI is engagement, right? Mm-hmm. That they all they care about is engagement, and this could this sort of gives them the differentiation, <clears throat> which they. Which would help them with engagement, but it also kind of it ensures that all those communities stay together, which drives engagement, right? If, yeah. if the communities are split up, there's less engagement because it just is less connections and less people to play with and stuff like that. And then you end up in situations where PUBG has no servers and takes 15 minutes to find a game and stuff like that.
0: Uh, shout out to so, sneak eyes 23
1: he says how do you review
0: a 20 hour game in a few hours as a lot of the bad reviews came out immediately after it released um i mean i don't know i try to review a game once i finish it uh, i i'm not really in the rat race to get a review out like right away but i mean if the 20 hour game and you revert after 10 eh, you know as long as you maybe say these are my impressions or what it is i i don't know i guess it's the terminology used but I, I always try to like wait until I finish something uh to give my my thoughts on it. And Jedi says, hey, what are your thoughts about the EA Play Star Wars Squadron gameplay footage? And did you notice Star Wars Rebel character Sundala Love the show. Uh we're about to talk about EA Play here in just one minute. We're gonna be give, we're gonna be going over all that stuff. So uh, appreciate all the support, guys. Appreciate everybody in chat having a good time talking about uh gaming. So with that said, let's let's talk about EA Play, Jez. Um <laughs> give me your <laughs> give me give me your thoughts. What what did you think about this show? Well, I actually didn't watch it. Of course it you didn't. Because you never watch anything. Do you watch anything? Because I I'd, I'd, oh, I'd almost i almost make it. you watch the Sony thing. Because like, hey, we're well, talking dude, about this.
1: These events these events are on at like one in the morning in Germany. Mm-hmm. So there was there was no way I was going to stay up to watch that. And to be fair, I'm pretty well glad I didn't because like our team was covering it, and uh, they were all talking about how bad it was. So. um I looked at the, the things that were announced and I watched the trailers after the show and uh I'm amazed that EA somehow managed to outbad their last event. <laughs> like there was just nothing there. Like Scar Squadrons looks amazing. I'm really into that. I like my flight sims and stuff like that. I've been playing Elite Dangerous recently. I got my flight stick. I'm I'm down for that. I'm totally on board with that. Never played a skate game before as Tony Hawk's pro skater kid, though. So I'm intrigued about that. But other than that, what was there? There was nothing. Well, really. okay, so
0: so here, I have the announcements, and we're just going to briefly go over them, right? So they started off with Apex Legends, which maybe is, is probably a smart move for them because it's probably, outside of FIFA and Madden, the one that's probably making the most money. As Jez would always say to me, it's about the margins, Rand. It's about the margins. <laughs> Always says that. Not
1: the um,
0: Basically, they're bringing Apex Legends to Steam. Uh, they announced crossplay for the end of the year be- be- between all the systems, which is great. And that's kind of the theme for the show, was almost everything was announced for crossplay. Like Everything's going to have cross-play. And he, of course, EA being one of the biggest publishers out there, probably is one that could actually force that to happen sooner rather than later. And then they're bringing that to Switch as well, which I'm sure my buddy James... Is really excited about playing Apex
1: Legends on his Switch. He loves Apex yeah, Legends. Film, the filmic edition. The filmic edition, yeah. Dude, I I want to. I just want to say, like, by the way, with with regards to that, I don't like this whole publisher push for crossplay with PC. Mm. Like, when when whenever you play, whenever you play Call of Duty or Overwatch, and there's someone in the game with one of those mouse and keyboard adapters, they're gonna win. Like, seriously, I was playing Overwatch the other day, and there was someone on the enemy team who blatantly had a mouse and keyboard like it was blatant they were turning really fast and they were doing like precision diagonal aiming and stuff like that and it was was just obvious how fast they were turning and how fast they were aiming that they had a mouse and keyboard adapter like one of those one of those things you can buy right and um and they they just destroyed our team just because one of them had this mouse and keyboard adapter now if you factor in pc and steam like you're going to end up in games where it's basically like the team that wins is the team that's going to have more pc players because they have that precision i think like if they wanna if they wanna add mouse and keyboard support to apex legends on xbox then split people by input then that's great but just throwing throwing switch players at 30 frames per second and with pc players at 120 frames per second that is just dumb it's dumb and i don't know who that benefits except the pc players who get some free kills I don't. I don't know what the logic there is. If there's someone in watching, if someone in the industry is watching who thinks that's fair, please explain to me your logic. I would love to hear about it. I don't. I don't think
0: PC crossplay with the, with Xbox, with consoles is fair at all. I've been saying that since day one, and you know, like the, I, I know people complained about it in Sea of Thieves, and I think they eventually added the opt out thing. There should always be an opt out from that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, even should- in, even if with Warzone, like. You can't really opt out of it on Xbox. You can you can try to, but it just will never find a game. It's almost like mandatory. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of of PC and X and console crossplay because like, I mean, so, I'm no sorry, plan. like mouse and keyboard, 120 frames, 140 like 240 frames versus a console controller and like locked at 60. You know, like, they have the they have an advantage. Now, maybe you could argue that it works in something like, you know, a Battle Royale because people die, and you can die, you know, like, really quickly. It doesn't really matter. But, like, in other type of game modes where it's just, like, Team Deathmatch, that's obviously, like, a bigger thing. I don't like it either, but they seem to be pushing it. Hopefully, hopefully it becomes a standard, but I also want a standard of being, being, like, I don't want
1: to play with PC players. I just don't you know i mean at least in like at least in overwatch there are characters that don't really need precision like i can play like if whenever i get in a team with someone using a mouse and keyboard i switch to wrecking ball and i just squash them with the hamster ball because you don't you don't really need to aim you know it doesn't matter how fast they're turning i'm still going to squash them i'm still going to knock them off an edge yeah. so that it's not so bad but in games like pubg and call of duty call of duty especially man like when you get when you get someone in call of duty with a mouse and keyboard it's so blatant and it's so, it's so unbalancing to the game. I don't know why anyone thought that was a good idea. But at least in Call of Duty, you can opt out, I think. Is that right? You can, right? No,
0: I mean, in Warzone, you can't. Because you can, you can opt out, but it won't find a game. So you most essentially have yeah. to play with cross-play on. I, I well, just, have,
1: you been, have you been wrecked by people with a mouse and keyboard? It's hard Warzone? to tell.
0: It's hard to tell in Warzone because you die so fast. It's really incredibly hard to tell. So I'm not really mm. sure. I don't think so. But I wouldn't be surprised. But um, gotta give a shout out to Jay Little. He says, some people really don't like the story of Last of Us. Some people are mad at how Sony was taking down channels. And some people are just trolls. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't like the story of Last of Us, I don't think the game deserves a zero. Uh, I guess. And some people are mad that Sony was taking down channels. I get that. You know, basically using DCM- DMCA, you know, to strike stuff down is pretty shitty. But even still, like, I don't think that's worth a zero. Uh, some people are just trolls. Well, yeah. I mean, have you seen this? The community that we're in on Twitter, most of the people are trolls and don't play shit. Um, uh, Axel says, "Hey, I love crossplay in PVE games, but I hate it in PvP modes, including on rank. Talk to Phil about this, Rand. I actually had a conversation with Phil about that a long time ago. Um, I gave him my thoughts. I'm like, I don't think he like I, I I should be able to like I pay for Xbox Live. I should be able to turn this shit off. Uh, like you know. I pay whatever amount of money a month. Well, I have Game Pass Ultimate, but like I pay for this shit. Like I, sh- like I should turn, I should be able to turn it off and not be forced into like PVP stuff. Like PVE, like you said, 100%. Like I want to play, you know, uh, so, like Left 4 Dead 3 with the boys, and one of them's on, you know, PC. Then yeah, that's great because who's that harming? Nobody. Uh, but really, it should just be, it should really just be Xbox and PlayStation, and I like Switch. I even think Epic had to remove Switch from the console. Like they had to put, they had to remove Switch from the console crossplay and put it against like mobile phones or something. I remember reading or, or something like that, just because like how awful it was for Switch players. So yeah, um, I don't think I don't think the crossplay with PC is fair. Uh, Shinza says, "Hey, EA is not ready for next gen. See next year. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. That they, they definitely aren't." So there was that announcement. Sims Four is coming to Steam alongside like stuff like Dead Space Three and Titanfall Two, which is interesting because uh, they put the worst Dead Space on Steam. Like, if you put a good Dead I mean, Space game on just, Steam, um, uh, put Dead Space. 1 it's or just 2 a on. matter
1: of time. Yeah. They're gonna put all their games on Steam. Hey, are they killing Origin? I don't like, know. Origin still exists, but I mean,
0: you would think with them putting on Steam, you know, it's, who it's
1: would smart, use Origin? It's smart move. It's a smart move because Origin is yeah. You just can't. You just can't compete with Steam. Like I don't. I don't want Steam to have a monopoly because, like, they're not. They. I wouldn't say they're abusing their monopoly right now. But like, what? Imagine if. Imagine if Gabe quit. Gabe Newell quit, mm-hmm. and he sold Steam to Apple. Right. If you imagine if they sold Steam to Apple, that would kill everything. Like Apple are the, like the scummiest company when it comes to that kind of stuff. So it would be bad. Like monopolies. Are fine until they're not you know it only takes one evil overlord to completely kill like a whole ecosystem with a monopoly but i guess in those situations maybe epic games will become more competitive if they offered an alternative to that situation or whatever but i don't think you can compete with steam really these days (laughs) you just can't do it i want
0: to give a shout out to the uh 1250 of you that are rocking out with us today uh that's a that's a big number especially on a friday at like 4 p.m 3 p.m uh so me and jez really appreciate that that's uh pretty ridiculous to see how far the podcast has come since we've been doing it for three years so thank you guys and uh, if you're enjoying the show hit the like button jez what do you think about that almost 1300 people watching live i think they're
1: pretty awesome
0: yeah and it's like really they're listening to us we're a bunch of nobodies like, and they're they're all watching grounded gameplay. Microsoft should be Microsoft should be like, oh my God, look at all these people who get to see grounded. Like I did more marketing for grounded than you did, Microsoft. <laughs> I don't really mean that. If anybody's listening at Xbox, by the way, so uh, I kid. Um, so what else did they said? Oh, so they announced three indie games. Uh, Hazelight, uh, Joseph Ferris came out and he announced uh their next game after Brothers and A Way Out, and it's called It Takes Two. Um, and it seemed pretty cool. It seemed to be like... like It was like they said, like, parents were getting divorced, and it was, like, these kind of uh, emotion... Char- char- like, characters that were, like, wooden dolls that became, like, your emotions, and you played through it or whatever. Not really much gameplay from it, but I'm always down. He, he, his studio makes really g- good games. Uh, and then there was a game from uh, Zoink Studios called Lost and Random. Uh, I really like Doug the art style in that, and you, like, play with, like a like, a six-sided die... So that, that's going to be interesting. I think both those games are 2021. And then uh, Final Strike unveiled Rocket Arena, which is <laughs> my first thought was, hey, hey, it's Bleeding Edge meets Overwatch
1: or kind of Rocket League maybe where it's like... I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. I want to I wanna check that out a bit more.
0: Yeah. So basically you have Rockets. It's 3v3. Now, the interesting part about this was that Nexon originally published this game and they dropped it and EA picked it up and it was originally going to be free to play but this this version uh Rocket Arena is coming out July 14th and it'll be $30 so and cross play at launch so that's oh. interesting that it went from free to play to $30 i wonder how that will affect the game although it is cross play uh so maybe it'll have a pool of people then the big showing in my opinion like the big thing about this show this was like the big kind of like we're gonna focus on this. with Star Wars Squadrons from EA Motive? They showed off uh, a really like six-minute like gameplay demo of the game, showing off like the single-player portion and the multiplayer. They announced that it's coming to uh, you know it's gonna be supported in VR. Uh, you can only play it in first-person. It looked kind of cool. I'm I am interested in playing it, especially if there's really nothing else around in October when that does launch. However. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. They said nothing about next-gen. I know we'll be able to play in, in Back and back-and-pat on the new systems. So I am curious to see if that game is going to get supported on next-gen with upgrades. But the fact that they're not really talking about it leads me to believe that maybe... Uh, either they don't know
1: or they have no plans on it. Um, I think they will. I think it's just... It's clearly... The fact that it's only $30 indicates to me that it's a smaller team working on it, maybe. Um, or Or it's like... They took the remains of the other EA Motive game and sort of split it out into its own game to cut their losses or something. Mm -hmm. Like, that's basically how Overwatch was made. It was it was going to be a whole Overwatch was going to be a whole MMO, and then they were like, actually, this doesn't work. And then they were like, let's cut our losses and turn it into a shooter. Luckily, that worked. So, yeah, I think this might be a similar scenario.
0: Well, I'm gonna, I definitely am interested in playing the campaign. I don't know so much about the multiplayer.
1: They they showed it off. um, so so hyped for that game you are i like i love i love i love aerial combat like i did so much of the aerial combat in battlefront 2 even though it's quite the flying and that's quite simplistic compared to like maybe elite dangerous Mm -hmm. like elite dangerous you have to like change the you know the power load on the different modules in your systems you can actually like in elite dangerous if you want to get like really crazy with it you can like turn off parts of your ship to boost the battery power on other parts of your ship on your layers and stuff like that. And it, it, it can get like really complicated. Like that's elite dangerous PVP is almost too complicated for me, but um, I imagine this will hit like a more of a sweet spot. And I do love flying around and stuff like that. Yeah. I play a lot of those games.
0: And then, and then they did a little segment where it was just kind of a trailer of EA sports, uh, where they showed footage of the next generation titles, like for Madden and FIFA. And they they didn't really mention this on stream, but later like they tweeted out like FIFA, if you buy FIFA, you'll be able to play FIFA next gen. And it's kind of like the same thing as Madden seems like it's, you just, you'll just get the two versions for free. So they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of ended the show with a look at next generation games, uh, for work from like stuff on dice, which we hear the next battlefield is set in modern times, which is absolutely amazing because that's, that's the thing. Like dice should have never, like I, I know they took the like Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four. The Bad Company games were so freaking amazing. I thought like Dice was about to break through and be like, "All right, we're gonna really challenge Call of Duty." And then like Battlefield One was good. Even you can make an argument; it was really, really good. But and then they took a step
1: backwards with Battlefield Five, and I think like I um, I I person Battlefield One is personally my favorite Battlefield of all time. See, i mean like, the one i, know, I played I know, the most was probably divisive. battlefield 3 for me yeah i think i actually think i played battlefield company uh battle bad company 2 the most actually you might I, be I right on that i played bad company 2 a lot <laughs> yeah i played that like on both pc and xbox because I, I had friends playing it on pc and i had friends playing on xbox i ended up ranking up on both systems like that's how much i played that game um but uh, oh man, do you remember the VSS in Bad Company Two? Yes, that's, I do. That's silenced sniper rifle. That was just so so good. I think I I have never had more fun actually with the bat with a with the Bad Company since then. A uh, Battlefield, sorry, but I played that mostly on PC. I think. But as for con as for console ones, I think Bad Battlefield One was my favorite. But yeah, it's like you say, Battlefield. Um, Battlefield 5? What, what what, what even happened? I feel like there were... I feel like the debacle over Battlefront 2 impacted Battlefield 5 as well. Because yeah. I feel like maybe they had to they had to move devs off Battlefield 5 to save Battlefront. Which, arguably, they did. Like, Battlefront's a decent game now. But Battlefield 5 really suffered for it. Like, they were saying they were gonna add... Because they added that really weird mechanic where you... You stayed on the ground after you died. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that—that that was strange to me. I, I don't know why, but they—they they wanted to like add a tactical aspect to that where you could drag people who were on the ground. But for some reason, they never added it. Like there were technical issues with trying to add it or something. Like it was in all the trailers where you could drag people. To safety but they never included it and there was just loads of features they didn't include until much later like tank customization and stuff and then by the time they started adding the stuff that they promised they were going to add they um announced they were stopping support of it so i think that that was all that was all the battlefront stuff that screwed up battlefield 5 i think a lot of people don't really make that connection but i really do believe that um hopefully that can sort things out, because isn't Vince Zampella now overseeing all that He's stuff? overseeing all of DICE, but I think he's really, he's like overseeing
0: DICE in the DICE LA, which Jeff Grubb said on Twitter, DICE LA, or uh, there was a Battlefield remaster, Battlefield Bad Company remaster coming, that was cancelled. So we'll have to see what they're doing. But then they also showed uh, Criterion, like, they're working on a new Need for Speed game, uh, which is interesting because Ghost has been making the new Need for Speeds for a couple years now. Or a couple iterations so Criterion's going back. Uh, they showed what presumably is Dragon Age 4, or what it looks like, uh, like really like quickly, like what Bioware's doing and what EA Motive's doing. But it was, it just really seemed like, yeah, we don't have any of this ready to show, it's still years away. And then they ended on Skate, right? They're like, oh, Skate, we're coming back, and they're like, oh, we just started. And it's like, well, it's cool to see Skate coming back for all the people that really, really like that franchise uh they basically said yeah you know what uh (laughs) we're at the very beginning of all this so i wouldn't be surprised if you don't see skate until um you know 2023 maybe 2024 depending on how long they spend on it and i wonder if it's one of those things where it's like activision looks like they're bringing back tony hawk because they're doing the tony hawk remake this year maybe they they continue on with that franchise and like
1: ea's like well shit we need something so bring back skate you know Yeah, that's probably their response. It's like, Activision was pro- like, if you go on EA's Instagram page, or well, even their Twitter, and just look at any in any, any post for, on their Instagram, the comments are just spammed with skate. They're just spammed with skate, like just people saying skate, 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 skate. like. Mm. And Activision must have noticed that, and they must have been like, well, we haven't, there hasn't been a skate game, a decent skate game for ages. So maybe it's time, you know.
0: Yeah, maybe. But uh, where the where the F was uh where the F was um uh, Mass Effect.
1: Uh,
2: like don't, that don't, game's coming this
0: year, is and it? they didn't even bother showing it. Like, what is up with that? Like the you know. So my overall impressions of the show was thank you EA for showing me what a truly god awful garbage shit show it was. Like you tr- truly can be. Because like when you watch this and then you watch like the PlayStation reveal and then you even watch the Inside Xbox for May, you have a really deeper appreciation for the stuff that Microsoft and Sony showed. Because what they showed was god awful. Grant, and the one thing I will say, at least, at least they use pretty decent cameras. At least everybody <laughs> looked good with the high definition cameras they're using. I swear to God, if Microsoft comes in with their July event and I have to look at people. On a, on a freaking 420p webcam in July, I'm gonna the vein on my forehead is gonna get real big. It's like everybody else like, is showing you how buy-in? it's done. Like EA literally just showed you, Sony showed you. There's like I don't whatever. You're Microsoft. Like there shouldn't be a problem. Uh, film something in a studio with the camera. Like come on. That that's the only thing that was good about their show. That was it. Uh, the, because the rest of it was just it was just a waste of 45 minutes. Complete waste of 45 minutes. I mean, I'm not saying that like Star Wars Squadron looks like a bad game, but when that game is your centerpiece, centerpiece, and it's not even a full price game, it's $40. And they aren't even talking about next gen with that game. And then your whole next gen tease, which is happening now is like, here's some concept art and with some looks, you know, and it's really quick trailer and like, "Oh, look what look at this face that the DICE people are really doing." You know, you're like, "Oh, look look how crazy and great that looks." It's like, man, are you, like you really you really screw. I, I don't know what else to say about that. It was, it was awful. It might, it might have been one of the worst EA shows they've ever done. And you never expect anything out of EA, uh, <laughs>
1: whatsoever. I, I just don't get why it used to be back in the day that um, first party was there to supplement gaps in the third party lineup. But nowadays, it feels like it's flipped, where first party. He's starting to do the heavy lifting. Like, with so, like Sony and Microsoft too, hopefully, with Xbox Game Studios. They're going to be doing the heavy lifting. While the third parties pivot entirely to service-driven microtransaction games. That's kind of what it feels like we're getting to now. Yeah. I hope that... And like EA talking up its... um, EA talking up its... um. Uh, indie division because they don't want to invest in serious single-player games. They just want to. They just want to sort of, you know, supplement it with indie games and stuff like that because they don't want to make like they don't want to try and compete with CD Project Red and or like the or Naughty Dog and stuff like that. Like I honestly, I tweeted this out. I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Dragon Age. I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, Dra- Dragon Age is one of my yeah. favorite. Yeah. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. Like, I played Dragon Age Origins maybe more than any other single-player game. I've completed that game, like, a bajillion times in every way imaginable. And we probably never going to get a sequel to Inquisition, and it makes me really sad. That's true. I cry cry every time.
0: Yeah, so if, like, Sony's show, I think I gave an 8.5, and I gave Inside Xbox a 7, this EA show, I probably would give, like, a 2. Like even I would, I know it's really in 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 to give something a zero. Like everybody, Last of Us on the Metacritic page, but they they at least showed up. They put in some effort. Uh, what they showed was wasn't very good, but they had high definition cameras, so you get a two for me.
1: <laughs> you get it? They get a two for the cameras.
0: Yeah, I and mean, normally normally I like Greg Miller a lot, but uh, Greg Miller kind of came off a tad bit uh, over dramatic and cringy during this uh, thing. Like I, I, I really I like watching kind of funny, and I, I like watching their uh, breakdowns, especially with blessing. But like I don't know, Greg. Greg Miller really turned that whole his persona like over the top yesterday. Like I don't, I don't think they understand. Like even with like when they do inside Xbox with some of the jokes that they used to throw out. Like I don't understand they. Like I think the people writing those things don't understand how cringy it comes across as, because I don't think Greg wrote those. What he was saying. I mean, I think it was clearly like planned out for him and like some of those things was just like it was it just was bad so they get like a two or a three for me like it was truly truly awful and uh jedi in a super chat says i'm commander shepard and i did not like ea play what a shame <laughs> even commander shepard didn't like me didn't didn't like it uh the darj knight the fire rises brother who is finally playing greatness he just started up god of war but he's here listening to us so am i better than kratos darj knight are we better than god of war he says great great show lads i'm getting back to god of war can't wait for butt snacks hashtag hashtag stop bullying me it's about time you got a playstation Darge, and it's about time you experienced god of war and spider-man and all the great games that playstation has put out this generation about time and we'll never stop bullying you but it is also time for bug snacks um Sin Vendetta. He says, "EA lost me when Mass Effect Andromeda was such a letdown. EA is worse than Activision. Yeah, they kind of
1: uh, that's that that is stinging yeah, criticism. <laughs>
0: they, they kind of uh, they really kind of killed the franchise. Like they 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 moved and Mass Effect away from Bioware and gave it to a studio who only did DLCs. It was like their first game, and then essentially uh, they killed the show. <laughs> like, yeah. uh." Somebody says, let me get this straight. You give the inside Xbox event in May a 7? That was complete bullshit. I will be good, but the May events suck complete. Well, Mr. Barack Obama, that's the thing about opinions, my dude. Uh, I liked... Okay, maybe I should rephrase this. The the, the May event for actual games shown was a 7 in my opinion. But as the first showing of Series X gameplay, that was a 2. It it was pretty much an abject failure in that regard. But uh, uh, you thank you, like, for, thank you for like, telling me
1: what you think. You didn't like the penis monsters in Squad?
0: I guess not. I mean, I don't see how you couldn't. That that that, that thing was fire. Anyways, um, Jazz, we need to talk about the July show and the night of mic mm-hmm. drops and this rumor going around about a 199 Xbox Lockhart or a 399 mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. Uh, what do you think about all this? I'm sure people have DM'd you. And you probably thought about covering it on Windows Central. That seemed to really get blown up by the uh, forum mm-hmm. poster from Beyond,
1: and everybody's talking about it. What do you think about the validity of these things? I don't believe it. It sounds like uh, wishful thinking to me. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would be, sh- I would be shocked, man. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe it is the case. Maybe Microsoft's planning to take. A very dangerous loss, and hoping they'll make it all up on services and stuff. And you know, maybe they will. But I would be genuinely shocked if Lockhart was that cheap. Genuinely, what do you think?
0: Uh, I would be absolutely hundred percent shocked if they were that cheap. Like, I, I, I think Lockhart will come into two ninety nine, and Series X will be five hundred, with the possibility Microsoft maybe matches Sony at four fifty. If somehow they were able to get the digital edition, or maybe the one with the disc drive at 450, like maybe if Sony's high, like the highest version they're selling is a 399 digital edition and a 450 uh, disc edition, then maybe Microsoft remains agile enough to get that to match the 450 one. But I just I don't see a scenario where they're going to come in with Series X at 400 because that would be an incredible, incredible loss. And if you're coming in at Series X to 400. And then yeah, Lockhart's got to be, Lockhart would have to be two hundred, and that would be an insane loss. I mean, I said this in my last video, um, like, um, like in twenty seventeen, we got the Xbox One X for five hundred bucks, and Phil said they sold that at cost, which means it cost them five hundred dollars to build the thing and sell it. And look at what we're getting with Series X. We're getting like an actual SSD that has some pretty fast speeds on it. You're getting a way better GPU. You're getting a Zen two CPU, which is way beyond the Jaguar. And you expect Microsoft to sell that for a hundred dollars less than they sold the One X for? I, I think some people's like, sure. Would it be an aggressive move by Microsoft? Yeah, that would be ridiculously aggressive. Four hundred dollars Series X. That would be insane. That would be as as Phil would say, bold, right? Bold. <laughs> but I can't imagine them doing that because the lock card's there to basically be like, "Well, we can give you the really expensive system because we have this really cheap system." I I just I just I just can't see that scenario like because they would lose so much money. And and yeah, I get I get your point about like making it up digitally, making it up in subscriptions and all that stuff. But uh no way. Like I just don't don't see it. Like the lowest I think they go with with series X is 450 and that would be to match Sony uh, the Glitch yeah, what- Doctor says in mm. super chat, "I never would have thought I could enjoy a two man show, but now I am here every week. Keep it up, guys! Greetings from Germany. Oh, thank you. It looks like he's uh, he's he's nearby are, to you, Jazz, because Germany's no really small country, right? Probably we probably next door neighbors or something. Pretty small.
1: Pretty small. Probably, yeah. probably next door next door neighbors. Um, eighty million people, not not that many.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think the the more validity of the the stuff isn't so much the price because who knows? Like Sony and Microsoft are really like." Who's gonna go first? Because we're not going first. Because because they each want to respond to one another. And I'm sure because I've even seen the sentiment that well, like the PlayStation Five can't be 399 because if it was, Sony would announce it at this event. Like they would have ended the show and been like the digital edition 399, and people would have been like, oh my god, because everybody's expecting a large price. And that does make sense if you look at it a certain way. Like okay, yeah, maybe that that does make sense. Like if they could ended that show and people would have been super hyped. But like, I also think like, well, what if they're waiting for Microsoft to give the price, and Microsoft comes out and says five hundred, and then Sony's like, nah, bitch, three ninety nine. Then that and then that price announcement is even bigger in retrospect, and and mm. considering Sony's looks like they're in another event in August, maybe that's their whole plan. So you can't really you can you can see both sides go. of the angles, but at the end of the day, I think both these companies know exactly what they're going to price it at, and I don't like I, they're just they're just kind of waiting for the first one uh to kind of go first shout out to the dealer gaming he says uh shout out to the xbox 2 crew and looking forward to jez's debut on rdx yeah jez when does that happen and when's dealer going to be able to get you on rdx yeah
1: i've already spoke to dealer we are going to do rdx when i'm in england because i'll be able to stay up whenever and it doesn't really impact anything so yeah i will be on i'll be on rdx and you're and you're
0: you're going to england really soon
1: right yeah, Monday. Going so, are you going to be on Tuesday's edition of RDX, or maybe the week after? Uh, maybe the week after. Mm. I might be, maybe knackered on Tuesday, yeah. but we'll. I'm going to aim for the one after it, maybe.
0: Yeah, All right. nice. Definitely have to stay up and listen to that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I usually always listen, but I don't always listen to everything. There's there's a yeah. lot there's a lot of naughty words they say on that show. You know what I mean? Naughty words? No, what very about, very naughty. De- Dealer runs like an location? NC17 channel over there. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Yeah. Um. So, but the July show of night night of Might drops. Now you teased it earlier that uh, you're getting pretty excited about it. Normally, you're someone who holds your
1: reservations back. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: I uh. I'm usually. I'm usually. I, I've been disappointed by Microsoft quite a lot. Over the, over as years. a a lot of people have been. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I am like. I'm I'm only hearing good things about this. Like I've got a lot of industry contacts and the general the general thinking in the industry from everyone I've spoken to is that there's just a lot of excitement for Microsoft and what they're going to be doing to grow their platform and stuff like that. And um a lot of it honestly revolves around Halo. Mm. Like a lot of the positivity i'm hearing revolves around halo and you know i'm not a halo fan Rand. i know know you're not which is a shame so you're not a halo
0: fan you love 30 frames games and don't want anything to be 60 because it's filmic and you also are on team sticker how are we even doing a podcast (laughs) how are we friends you're everything i hate (laughs) essentially you also hate you also hate
1: survival games i do and you love survival games i'm like my one of my favorite genres you don't like tactics games either you just, yeah. like, just like I'm true gamer you're just a fake gamer shout well, out to like, uh, games. all the games you
0: like are 30 frames per second <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to A Squad Gaming he says great job keeping up with all the news fellas great time to be a gamer with Xbox making over 100 million a month with Game Pass and all do you think they could shock the world at $399 well, they definitely would shock the world at 399 However, yeah. I just I just don't see it happening at all, and I'd be interested in seeing what dealer has to say about this on RDX. I, I think I think your expectations should be the system will come in at 500, and if they can get it at 399, then that's a huge accomplishment. But expecting 399, I think you're just gonna end up disappointed, and you're gonna be like, man, ugh, 399. That would have been so cool. No, no, no. Expect 500, and maybe you get 450 if if they match Sony. Uh, other than that, like they would lose so much money. They would lose so much money. And Jojo says, "Hey, rank BR games sometime. Apex is number one for me. Uh, for me, probably still PUBG and then Warzone, then essentially Apex." But back to the topic at hand. So you're hearing a lot of good
1: stuff about Halo, huh? Yeah, I am, and I'm not. I'm not really someone who cares about Halo, so it's weird that I'm hearing so much good stuff about Halo. And I'm excited for Halo fans, and hopefully. You know, I've I've I played all the Halo games, and I always play them with my brother in co-op usually. And you know, I don't hate them. I just think they're kind of, I just don't really get them. Maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't really like military shooters in general. Like I never play the Call of Duty campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of feel like this has that sort of military angle to it, which I'm not that interested in usually. I like fantasy games. Um. I like I also like more violent shooters. I like Doom, I like blood and guts. That's why like when they when they removed the flood, they basically removed the blood and guts from the game. Cuz the the flood was the the level where you get the shotgun out and you blow blow the mobs up and stuff like that. And then they removed the flood, which was like the my favorite mobs to fight in that game. Like those those robot things. I can't even remember what they are called, the Pr- Prometheans, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it yes, Prometheus? the Prometheans, I, yeah. And I I don't, I, I I don't like it. fighting them either. I hate that whole I hate that whole thing. Like I wish they'd just go away. Like what, what was his name? I can't even remember his name. Like A-trax? from Halo Five. Uh. No, the dy. Di- oh, the H- dyedact. Yeah, the weird looking dude. It, look, yeah, it looked it
0: super like, cool in lame. his armor.
1: But as soon as he took his helmet off, you're like, Ugh,
2: oh, you,
0: <laughs> put that helmet
1: back on. Yeah, I didn't like the whole plot of Halo Five, but I did really like the plot of Halo Wars Two and the Brutes, and I thought that was cool. Like, and um, what they did there. So I'm hoping that the Banished come back as a way of sort of reviving the more interesting antagonists but yeah i'm only hearing good things about halo like i'm only hearing good things so i'm really hoping that they nail it because i know a lot of halo fans didn't like halo 5 and you know the series has sort of fallen out of favor i suppose over time and it's it was xbox's flagship um, flagship sort of franchise right
0: yeah, it def- i mean oh. it still is in my opinion i still think halo like i know there was a there was a movement around gears 4 to be like gears is the new face of of hey, xbox and I'm like nah dude sorry not happening
1: not.
0: Did uh, there's there's a bunch it. of people around that thought like gears was suddenly on the level of halo and i'm like gears will be never De- gears isn't even qualified to s- to sniff halo and master chief jock okay like gears is nothing compared to halo but yeah, I mean, I've always preferred gears to Halo, just because of the yeah. I know. you love the gore and you love the chainsaw and you love cutting people in half and stuff. At least we do agree yeah. on that. Um, but so, you could
1: do you could do that in the old Halo games. You could you could cut a flood in half with a shotgun in the old Halo games. Like, why did they remove that? It's, I don't know. It just removed all the horror from the game. And those those stupid robot things are just lame. They're like They're like it's like something you see in Fortnite, man. I'm sorry, they're just not they're not scary at all. They're lame. I hate them. Stop stop putting them in Halo. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. So Mariana says, hey, Spill, guys, what's
0: with this Halo being third-person God of War status talk? Lol. Sorry, guys, just being impatient and want info. Um, Yeah, so there was... Uh, so Dealer, actually, on RDX said uh, that Halo and God of War would have something in common, but he didn't say what it was. And a website started picking up on it, and then Cloverall kind of confirmed, in a way, that, I guess... Uh, Halo's um, uh, single player is going to be single shot cinematic camera like God of War was. So it's not third person, obviously, but essentially there won't be any camera cuts. At least that's what, you know, the talk is. So
1: So you're saying it's going to be a bit more
0: filmic? Well, I don't know how it can be a bit more filmic when it's going to be sixty frames on Series X and potentially one hundred and twenty frames in the multiplayer. That just Single ruins your whole filmic, filmic
1: <laughs> narrative, Jazz. Single shot's pretty filmic though; it's like cinematic, you know. Yeah, like but it's see- all.
0: But that game's going to be four K sixty on Series X. Yeah, but dude,
1: dude, dude. What if I set my TV to thirty hertz? Why the hell would you it set it to thirty hertz? I do it just to annoy you. Should me. you
0: know? You should get a C nine or a CX <laughs> and set that baby to one hundred and. Hundred and twenty hertz. Yeah, I I don't think my
1: TV can even do thirty hertz. I'm Not gonna have 19, to like. Can't, so. What I'm gonna do, right? I'm gonna buy a CRT monitor and hook it up to my Xbox Series X, and that's how I'm gonna play Halo Infinite. Mm. I'm gonna play Halo Infinite on a CRT somehow. I wonder if that's even possible. I might write an article about that. Playing Xbox on a CRT monitor in 2020 You should. You should. <laughs> and then you
0: should probably write an article about how to turn on game mode on the Xbox or set the, you know. 60 Hertz on your TV and star Lord asks, Hey, what's the plausibility? Microsoft scoops up NetherRealm realm and rocksteady. Any word on Warner brother games is at and really selling is just a wishful rumors. Um, plausibility. Mm. like I'm sure Xbox has done their due diligence and looked into it. Right. Because I think Warner brothers gaming, it, it's kind of like the Bethesda rumors and all this other things that like, if, google's interested or sony's interested or amazon then you can't be blindsided by that you have to do your due diligence kind of see what's there uh see how much it would cost because that would be that would be a big hit like imagine if sony bought warner brothers and then also got the license of for batman and stuff like that that would be big or your potential competitors so, like I'm sure behind the scenes they've worked out all the financials they've looked at it. The question is, does it really make sense for you know someone like Microsoft or you know Sony to really do that not really unless- unless you were to get unless like you had all this surplus of money and Satya was really like all right i'm sealing seeing what I wanna see and the trajectory of the platform make this deal, and then you 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 get the studios. You get the IPs, you license out the stuff, and then you can kind of have your, your superhero stuff on the Xbox side to grow Game Pass, to grow X Cloud. Mm. But I'm not really sure, like, maybe they've hit those targets. And then you look at it like, well, if you do get the Warner Brothers Gaming Division, that's a lot of people, that's a lot of redundancies. You know, like, their, their PR firm would have to be all fired because Xbox doesn't need it. You know, their publishing wing doesn't need to exist because Xbox publishes you know they're publishers so that's gone so there's a lot of redundancies that you would have a lot of people would lose their jobs and you essentially just be buying the studio you just be buying the studios you're bring NetherRealm and Rocksteady and all those all those and and sure they would be great gets 100% imagine Rocksteady as an Xbox first party studio or Realm, they could work on Killer Instinct or do Mortal Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct they would be crazy there's their fighting developer so but i i would think Microsoft might be more interested if they could buy one of those studios piecemeal. Like, if, if Warner Brothers was... If AT&T was selling them, like, you know, highest bidder gets, you know, NetherRealm, and we're just going to sell NetherRealm. Like, I could see Microsoft being incredibly interested in, in that studio, but not necessarily wanting some of the other ones. You know
1: what I mean? I would, like... If I was Microsoft, I would just buy NetherRealm. That's the only studio I'd, I think would be worth the money. I think, like... Rocksteady's only worth as much as the IP of Batman at the moment to be honest. Like they they haven't really proven that they can apply that to another franchise. And at the same time, I think like Warner Brothers would want a lot of money for for Rocksteady because they've they will have invested a lot of money in that studio. So but I think Netherrealm if they if they got Netherrealm with Mortal Kombat somehow um I think that would be a great pick up for Microsoft cuz a, you get like a studio that could potentially and like I've said I said this before that NetherRealm could make a Killer Instinct game, but people were like, "Oh no, we don't want Mortal Kombat combat in um, Killer Instinct." But there's no, there's no, there's nothing to suggest they'd make Killer Instinct light more more combat. It's like Double Helix and Iron Galaxy hadn't made Killer Instinct before, but they did a pretty damn good job of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, like, I think they could make a good Killer Instinct game with, like, good cinematics and stuff and bring that expertise across. And while having Mortal Kombat as well as, like, their alternative game. And make them into, like, sort of service-type games, which they can push and, you know. And also, it's just a lot more characters and IP that they can add to the, sort of, Xbox Game Studios pantheon, you know? Yes. Um, but... uh it's also about whether Microsoft even cares about fine games because it's still a pretty niche genre, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you people, I know people are hoping for killer instinct two to come out at some time. I know max, Maximilian has been kind of beating that drum for a bit and there was that documentary, but I mean, you've always said like, you've heard like nobody's working on it, even though Microsoft would like to work on killer instinct. They just don't have a dev who's able to do it. Right. Pretty Essentially.
1: much. I mean, like, Double Helix was bought by Amazon and god knows what they're doing now. I don't even know what they're Did they They release Crucible, was that their game? That just completely bombed. Mm, I don't think it was their game. I don't th- oh, maybe it was, I don't know. Um but and Iron Galaxy like they just sort of stewarded the engine that Double Helix had made. They made they made some good characters with that game, but um I don't know if they're the right choice to make a full-blown game because Killer Instinct the next killer instinct would have to be it would have to be better than killer instinct 1 especially in the sort of story and longevity department because killer instinct's quote unquote story was like something you get from a fighting game in the 90s it was the easily the weakest part of that game and a lot of people do play fighting games just for that part of it like like cuz the competitive stuff is hard to get into if you're just not into it you know yeah. Um but I don't know. I wanna I wanna hope that at least A a decent publisher if though if those games if those studios are for sale, I hope that a decent publisher gets them and not someone like Activision will just bury the studios. Because uh, you know, it's Activision or it's EA. Like I don't wanna see EA pick up NetherRealm. No. Because um look what they did to visceral look you know? what look what ea play was like <laughs> i do i do not want if i had, if it was
0: those three studios that, or publishers that were mentioned ea activision and uh take 2 i'd rather like if if i was like well if i had to pick one i'd rather take 2 get them cuz take 2 activision would just turn rocksteady into a call of duty support studio um And they would turn Rocksteady into basically churning out licensed games every year. Like, I think that would be bad. And the the people would probably just end up leaving the studios. EA,
1: I think EA's... that's, That's the other thing, right? That's the other thing. Like, why buy Rocksteady without the Batman IP when you can just poach all their staff? You can just hire all their staff to, like, to Ninja Theory or... Or the the playground RPG team and stuff like that. There's literally no need to have another studio. They could just hire up all those studios. Yeah, but like, you could
0: you could get the Rocksteady and then work out a deal with at t to license Batman for three games or something. Yeah, or but, why, DC why, why,
1: but why? would they do that? What Microsoft because the DC property
0: would sell more and be like, look at look at like Spider-Man for the like. The, if if they made a new IP, if Insomniac made a new IP, was that going to get the same amount of traction or marketing or buzz than if it was Spider-Man? I mean,
1: yeah, but that just that just adds complications down the line of royalties and yeah, sure. But stuff that's, that's that. stuff
0: they would have to figure out. But I'm just saying, like, like Batman and DC is like would be a wider appeal than something that you would make brand new. I understand the yeah, legal implications. Stick, yeah, they could just stick stuff. all
1: those devs on on Hellblade though. They could. Okay. They could. But anyways
0: so. <clears throat> Sin Vendetta says I'll remember, always remember Jez. Halo's greater than Gears. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Always and forever. Halo no. will always be better than Gears. And Drunken I tell you Ninja. What,
1: man. I tell you what, if they yes. ever made a first person Gears game, then Halo would be seriously challenged. Yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it would. It Drunken would. Ninja says find something in first person, like Halo's just not gonna compete with that.
0: Hey, uh, Ninja says, what's this Polish studio we're been hearing about? Should Um, we talk about that now? Yeah, we might as well. Uh, I don't know. There's some rumors going around about some some guy who knows some devs in Poland. I feel like we talk about... I feel like this whole Poland rumor comes up frequently. But supposedly, Xbox may have bought somebody in Poland. Like, is it possible? Maybe. Do I know? No, of course not. So me and Jez were talking about it before the show... I mean, like obviously, CD Projekt Red not happening, hundred percent not happening. You, Techland maybe, like I think Techland's independent, but they've recent they recently came out like and said like they weren't they weren't being purchased by anybody. But I also recall Ted Price from Insomniac saying like they valued their independence, and uh, all independent studios say the same thing until they get bought out by somebody. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so. There's, like, the Astronauts who are making a game called Witchfire. There's 11 Bits, which as had mentioned,
1: there's some studios out there. Uh, Of course... Yeah, so, like, if you look at the studios, there's, like, 11-bit studios which make Moonlighter and Children of Mortar and uh, Frostpunk and stuff. I think they would be a pretty good fit for Microsoft, but they're publicly traded, which adds complexity. Um, And Microsoft... I'm sure Microsoft has purchased publicly traded entities before, but I don't know the legal or, you know, the business complications of doing that. Typically, they don't do it in my experience since I've been covering covering this stuff. Um, and you've got CI Games who make Lords of the Fallen. Um, I don't know if Microsoft would purchase them, but maybe they saw, like... Because CI Games, they're working on a new Lords of the Fallen, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the next one is like maybe Microsoft has seen it and thought like, "Wow, this is amazing," and they're for sale. Why not? You know, maybe there's there's something really good about it that we don't know or something. I don't know, but I certainly haven't heard anything. Um, And then you got CD Projekt Red. That's not happening. Uh, So, and then who who else is left? You know, it's some of these smaller studios.
0: I mean. A lot of this stuff is like, like someone says something and then like it gets picked up by all like, and, and and websites run with it. And then people come to me and they ask me and it's like, I don't know that guy. And it's like, is it possible? Like maybe, I mean, anything's possible. Like Sony could buy somebody. Xbox could buy somebody. Uh, maybe it is true. And maybe, maybe we find out at the July event, maybe they're like, and introducing Techland who's showing off dying light Two by the way, they are the new. They stu- they are now a part of Xbox Game Studios or something along those lines, right? See,
1: Techland, Techland like that that would to me Techland makes sense for a Microsoft purchase because Dying Lights, Dying Light One was an amazing game, like considering, um, the relative size of the studio. And like they support it really well post launch and all that sort of stuff. And people still play it to this day. Like it's still pretty popular even now. Like they added like little content drops here and there and stuff like that. And they were they were working on that game is it Hellraid, I think? Hellraid, if I remember right. Which looked really cool, but for some reason they couldn't execute on it. Which says to me like maybe they had budget problems. So they decided to go all in on Dying Light Two and they've like they picked up um they picked up... Uh, oh, what's his name now? Chris Avalon, if I pronounce his name right. He used who to work at on...
0: Obsidian, who hates everybody at Obsidian, right? Isn't there <laughs> some beef
1: between Chris and, like, Josh Sawyer and everybody? Yeah, there's some beef there. Yeah. But Chris Avalon is, like, is a legend in the industry for world building and writing. And, you know, he's written some of the, you know, the most beloved game worlds in in the industry. And so they picked up him to help shape Dying Light 2's world. And, you know, uh, I saw Dying Light to um demonstrated I can't remember if it was games comedy 3 but what interested me was I went from S- cyberpunk 2077 and then I went into dying light 2 straight after and I I came out thinking man actually dying light 2 seems more polished than cyberpunk 2077 bearing in mind this was like two years ago or a year ago i can't remember like and they've already but,
0: delayed that game once it was supposed to come out to spring they delayed it to the fall and we haven't heard anything this fall so i'm assuming yeah. that game isn't coming out this fall unless we get the announcement at the xbox show in july or yeah, sometime maybe. soon I, or something
1: yeah but what it says i honestly think all these delays could be indicative of money problems maybe and maybe joining microsoft is one way for one easy way for techland to escape that that difficulty Mm. and also it gives microsoft a massive open world game with a service component that they can push game pass with and a really big dev studio in like you know polish uh polish country where there's a lot of talented devs and stuff like that and you you can tap that whole market for um development i think like that would be a good pickup for microsoft if they can if they can angle for it but you know It's, uh, it's like these, it's like you say, these rumors come up all the time and it's because like at one point Microsoft's license, someone spotted that Microsoft's licensing or Microsoft's acquisitions guru was having a trip to Poland or something. And that's where these rumors started coming from. And it like you said, it feels like it's been going on for years now and nothing really ever came of it, but who knows, who knows, man. That's right. And, um, You know what? I think we're probably going to
0: end the regular portion of the show here, but of course uh, we're going to open the floor up to questions. So get your questions ready. We'll answer them. I just want to thank everybody for being here. We hit like 1300 live, which is amazing. So thank you guys for all the support. Um, And uh, you know, if you're listening to this later on Google play or Spotify or iTunes, we're all there. Uh, Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, So make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button and uh, hit the notification bell so you know whenever podcast goes live or whenever I drop new videos. And Make sure to follow me and Jez on Twitter. And um, yeah, Jez. Uh, so while we're waiting for some questions, uh, did you see that Crossfire X beta page is up on the Microsoft.com uh, and
1: has a date uh, for June 25th, but you can't access it yet? I did. I still have no idea what that game is about. Is it just basically Counter-Strike or something? Is it I don't know. It's, it's, it's a shooter. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I guess we'll be finding out real soon, right? Like, um, my buddy on Windows Central, Matt Brown, who covers all of our... He covers Rainbow Six Siege for us. Um, he's really excited about that because he likes those kind of games. So, I guess uh, I need to tap him to find out more about it. But Remedy's doing the campaign, which is uh, probably the most interesting aspect of it for me. Yeah, that is definitely
0: a uh, big aspect for me. Cause I, I really like our games. So I'm interested in seeing what they do with like a military shooter. Um,
2: yeah. Darren
0: Keith, he says, Hey, why doesn't Sony util- utilize PC gaming like Microsoft does with game pass? Interesting question. Uh, because Sony still, it, their whole business model is around selling hardware to increase their user base and then selling you the games and the subscriptions and stuff through that. And, So they claim well i think that's going to be changing a tad in the future because we already see them putting more and more of their games going to pc death strandings on pc uh they even put detroit become human on on pc Uh, the big one horizon zero dawn is coming to pc soon um i keep on hearing basically more games are coming that eventually the goal is all of sony's games will come to pc obviously not day and date but eventually as like another revenue stream Whereas... It's
1: like they're leaving money on the table because it's like all these devs who they try and make their own storefronts, like EA and Origin and stuff. If even if EA with FIFA and you know all these huge games, even if they have to bow down to Steam eventually, there's no way Sony can just put leave that money on the table when Microsoft's doing everything it it can to push those games. And Microsoft's like, it's not only. It's not only like selling Xbox Game Pass and through its own storefront, it's also doing the whole cross play thing and getting like more users into their games. Like Sea of Thieves, not yeah, Sea of Thieves is in the top ten most concurrent played games on steam right now and all of those gamers are cross-play with the windows 10 version and the xbox version and that's just like raising the play account and creating more engagement and people sharing experiences and people who share experiences virally market the game which leads to more people playing it like i wouldn't be surprised if if this just leads to more investment in sea of thieves and stuff like that and you know that game just continues to grow like sea of thieves is really a success story in a way like no i did you expect sea of thieves to be in the top 10 most played games no i mean they've they've they've
0: completely turned sea of thieves around from you know when it launched in 2018 to what it's now and there's been a ton of stories that you can point to this gen of game launches with not a lot of content maybe the community didn't like it and then eventually you know they they keep on adding stuff and adding stuff and the game becomes really good i mean. Example pops off on my head, and one of the one of the most successful games this gen is Rainbow Six Siege. People did not oh, yeah. like Rainbow Six Siege in 2015 when it came out, no, they but they it
1: was, on, it was in the 60s on Matt Craig, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. It's low. Like people did not like that game, but they they kept with it. They updated the game. They added stuff people wanted, and now it's like one of the biggest games from this generation. And that's just yeah. one example. Um, it's like another example off the top of my head. Um, no, I'm on. No Man's Sky was a game that people hated because it had nothing, and they're still adding stuff to that game, and it's become a success story. Sea of Thieves for Microsoft, like you gotta, you know, you, you gotta stick with it, and you know EA wants to do that with with Anthem, like Anthem, who was trashed Oof. when it came out uh, last year, and they're what retooling it, and maybe they bring it back better.
1: Uh, uh, you we mentioned thing, it earlier. Is, I don't think, I don't think EA has. The investment to turn Anthem around that well, would need something. well, Jazz.
0: We we did mention earlier, but they turned around Battlefront 2 Remember we mentioned that. before Yeah, but that's Star Wars. That man. is Star Wars. That I'm saying Wars. there's games out there that have been turned around, but it requires a lot yeah. of commitment, a lot of money, Ooh. a lot of shuffling actually employees around and y- stuff.
1: You know what the biggest game that turned it around is? What? On a Fancy 14, Realm Reborn. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah. That game was a total, total catastrophe when it came out like a mega catastrophe and square enix were like oh god what are we gonna do do we do we just give up or do we go back to join board invest and make it grow and now it's like a legitimate competitor to world of warcraft yep which is which is crazy like i would never have ever thought that yeah so um, there, so
0: there are stories of, of games you know rising rising like a phoenix phoenix from the ashes so we'll see what what it does for anthem but uh What's What says, hey, Rand, what's your take on the Cyberpunk delay again November 19th? I'm not surprised. And I know there's some people are out there that say uh, they just delayed it because, like, they want to launch it with the next-gen consoles. I think they delayed it because that's just that they just needed time. You know? And it just kind of is a coincidence that that's around the time we expect the new consoles to come out. I think, I think it's like they just needed extra... They just needed more time to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um... Kevin Rosato says, Hey, any idea if the coalition is working on a new IP? What do you think? New IP jazz. I think their next
1: game is gear six. Yep. Yeah, I think the next game is gear six. I, uh, I don't think they're going to leave that. They're not going to leave that cliffhanger hanging yeah. like that. I think like, I think what is realistically going to happen is we'll probably get, we're probably going to get gear six and gears tactics, DLC, maybe an expansion or something. And then maybe then, we might see a new IP or a reimagined old IP or something along that line. Well there's rumors um, that
0: uh coalition's doing
1: some sort of multiplayer for whatever initiative's working on. Yeah, that too. Maybe. So, but I man, I would be like kind of depressed if the coalition became like a second studio helper of another studio because Yeah, I know, um, right. It's kind of like it's a downgrade. It's not it's, not, mm-hmm. it's a downgrade. It's, it's seen that way, I guess.
0: I, I mean, it definitely is a downgrade to me. Um, so Darren uh, says again in Super Chat, another Sony question, I don't understand the big deal about the fast SSD, so Call of Duty will load is, is two seconds versus five seconds. What am I missing? Um, well, I don't necessarily think it's just about the load times. They talk about how it's going to change game
1: development and all that stuff,
0: but I'm not smart enough to know what that entails because I'm <clears> not a game developer. The best
1: example the best example you can see of like how SSD will change game development was in the um was in the Ratchet and Clank trailer. So like you saw in that in that gameplay trailer, they were like instantly teleporting between worlds. Like they were zipping around, teleporting, and the whole the whole world instantly loaded in. Like you could only do that kind of thing with a pre-rendered background back in the day. Like but with the SSDs means that they can actually just load in an entire world and all the assets necessary instantly. Yeah. And also like another example I was given was um you know when you're playing like uh I don't know, a game that like so State of Decay 2 for example. You're playing State of Decay 2 and a zombie grabs you or Resident Evil and a zombie grabs you. It's always the same grab animation because they ha- they have a limit on how much animations canned animations that can load into the ram but if they can pull that instantly from the ssd they could add like dozens of animations to make things feel a bit more immersive or they could even add like a system which generates generates animations or something so like it just all sorts of assets can be loaded in more quickly and it's not just like visual assets it's not just texture popping that's going to be eliminated it's going to be things like instantly loading up like a whole world like when you teleport or you fast travel or instantly Uh, load in like a bunch of animations or a a bunch of uh, voiceovers or something like that and you can pull that in from the ssd rather than having it to load it into the ram you can leave the ram for other things so um it is going to revolutionize game development however there is a big caveat to this multi-platform game devs are going to develop for the lowest common denominator which is pc and most gaming PCs are still probably on mechanical hard drives or at least regular low speed SSDs. Like more and more PCs are getting MVME SSDs, but there's still like this whole we need we need like these sort of like when you're playing Tomb Raider and there's like an artificial blocker there so that can stream in the next part of the level. Like you have to crawl through you have to crawl through a hole or squeeze between two crates or something and it slows you down. That's like, that's like basically a seamless loading screen, you know? Yeah. So, like, if, if there's a developer making a multi-platform game, they'll still have to keep those in for PC, presumably. And, like, Nintendo Switch as well. Um, because, obviously, Nintendo Switch uses SD cards, which are slower than NVMe drives. But um, as we move forward and this becomes the norm, and uh, devs like Insomniac push what you can do with that technology um pcs will catch up and switch will catch up and gaming in general will catch up and that'll become the norm and it'll be like oh how do we ever live without this technology it's almost like how do like rand when he cries about 30 frames a second i was like how did i ever live without <laughs> how did they ever live without 60 frames a second how did they ever live in this filmic apocalypse how did i ever do fast right. travel
0: in the game and have to wait when now i can do it instantaneously and already you know yeah like that yeah, that'll be that'll be some of the big stuff. Um Star Lord says, uh, hey, what do you guys think of that business model? Games as a service that is developed by gamer feedback. Is this ideal? Games like Destiny and Sea of Thieves. That is an interesting question. Because you can make an argument that like you like putting out a game like Sea of Thieves and the state it it was in the beginning was like, what are you doing?
1: Mm. You know what I mean? I think like literally what would have saved Sea of Thieves In the early days is just slapping an early access tag on it what they're doing with grounded they slapped an early access tag on grounded which basically absolves it of any criticism um because people will be like well you can't you can't say it doesn't have much content because it's early access you know what you're signing up for and i actually asked someone at microsoft like why they didn't tag it with early access and they were just like um can you imagine like what people would say if we tagged the game with early access i don't think that's a good look yeah, but they're doing it for grounded. So I think that's a little bit
0: different because they've already kind of explained grounded's like ten people. So like I I think that makes a little bit more sense than all of rare uh, the two hundred and fifty employees is making an early access game. I think there's a Did significant
1: fifty employees work on Sea oh, of Thieves
0: though. I it's a hundred maybe then because I, I think I think the studio's over two hundred now. But I'm just they've saying
1: grown. But back right. then I don't. Think but I, so I'm I'm
0: saying there's a big difference between saying like ten people are making this game and our whole studio of 100 is and yeah. you're a platform holder. So I think there comes to like you have different standards. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. I I I think it'd be weird for Xbox to do that. I mean, I, I get it from grounded, but some from like Rare where your full teams on it it's like yeah but I get but like,
1: I, I don't think so. I think like I think even like there's nothing wrong with the AAA so-called publisher doing an early access game because some games you need to take feedback on like world of warcraft's doing like this massive they do it for every expansion world of warcraft has massive beta tests for all of its expansions which you could say are early access i mean i mean when, when warzone <laughs> launched for call of duty it was said it was in beta it's like you don't know
0: no, in no beta they just say that i mean isn't fortnite still in beta technically Has it ever I come out know, of beta like, yeah. i'm just saying i think sure. i think they just i don't know like uh, like I, kudos to Microsoft and all the teams for improving the experience. And you should take fan feedback, especially when you're building a game like that. Cause the fans are no one's playing it. Um, but of course you could always make the argument, like maybe you shouldn't have launched that game in the first place. You know, I've seen, I've seen people argue it both ways. Um, Ralph Wigem says, Hey, keep up the good work guys. My number one podcast, hashtag filmic. Yeah. I can't believe that's <laughs> a thing now, but thank you. That's, and, that's a, that's all, that's all Podcast motto now. We need to change the. You about this? At the the filmic podcast from now on. And Jesse Darby says, "My question is, Rand going to buy bug snacks? Uh, probably not. It <laughs> Doesn't seem like a.
1: I can make you know. like Rand play bug snacks for charity. I'm talking Ooh. about bug snacks. We need to talk about this. What? Pokemon Snap for charity? No, no, no,
0: no, yeah. no, no, no. We're done. Yeah, We're yeah, done yeah. doing things for charity, Jez. I'm not no, playing no, Pokemon. No.
1: Poke- Pokemon Snap for charity? No. Like guys. Let me know on Twitter if you'd like Rand to play Pokemon Snap charity, and we can sort something out when it comes out. No, what do you think, man? No, Jamie Gill says, "Hey, do you think
0: Bethesda's new IP Starfield might drop at the Xbox July event?" Uh, Didn't Bethesda say it would be a long time before we'd hear anything about Starfield or Elder Scrolls?
1: Yeah, I don't think you're gonna hear anything about that.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I know they have a tight relationship, but they did just uh, give two exclusives to PlayStation: Deathloop and. uh, Deathloop and uh, what was the other game? Tokyo Ghostwire? So yeah. I don't know. Sir Blade Blood Raven says Surprise Studio working with global publishing. Um, that's Surprise Studio. I don't even know where to even begin. Like, may... Ready at Dawn? They haven't announced their next project. That would be a surprise. Even though I don't think I don't think they are. I'm just saying that would be a surprise. Like a former PlayStation developer did Order 8, 1886, and like a, I never, it was actually good I liked it I mean I know it got kind of uh, it kind of got uh, shit on by a lot of people but I, I enjoyed it uh, PL435 says you think Halo Infinite will suffer with the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 in the same week well you're assuming that Xbox Series X will be launching that week and I think Halo Infinite and Cyberpunk are both different enough where like I don't you know there's going to be people that play the multiplayer of Halo and the people that play the campaign and the people that play Cyberpunk. I mean granted I, I think you would want to maybe you wouldn't want to launch the same week as Cyberpunk but um <clears throat> I think Halo will be fine. And I think Cyberpunk will be
1: fine. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think delays hurt games as much as releasing them buggy and crappy. Uh personally
0: Milky Way says, hey, Rand and Jez, is there any truth to Tim Doc's statement on Halo Infinite's development consisting over 1,200 developers? Great show, by the way.
1: Um... Uh, mm, kind of. I've heard that a lot of studios have been contributing to that game. So, like, maybe that... So, like, while there might not be 1,200 like, concurrent devs, I think a lot of studios have helped with stuff on that game. Like, my, the, the, um... The op- the Halo operation is like it's crazy big because you 343 didn't do all of the development for um the Master Chief collection, for example. Yeah. They 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 spread that out to a lot of second parties who could uh you know you know, like the mercenary style studios who just they do paid work like platinum games and stuff like that. Not platinum games specifically, but there was like didn't splash damage help with the Master Chief collection? I think so. Like a lot of yeah, yeah a lot of studios like I would never have expected helped with the development of the Master Chief Collection. So it could be the same scenario where like maybe they buy some assets or something from other devs, art departments, because they're really gunning to make something truly special here. And, you know, uh, ultimately, I think we're going to get a pretty cool product at the end of it. Yeah.
0: Um, Sherman Jacob says, is there going to be a Microsoft June event? I don't think it's going to be an mm-hmm. event the same way that Inside Xbox and... Uh, the July thing is, I think it's maybe just a collection of news information and, and, and like Xbox wire articles and stuff.
1: Yeah. I think there's going to be info drops in June still, but um, I don't think it'll be like an inside Xbox event.
0: Yeah. We, we had the one about dirt five and how it was to make 120 frames. And I think they just did one about the ascent. Uh, yeah. And then this week they did one about smart delivery. So I think it's going to be stuff like that. Maybe interviews with developers, Maybe an explanation about Velocity architecture is next because they, they just kind of explained smart delivery and back and pat. They're kind of like going – they're just kind of drip-feeding info. So don't expect like an event event. Um, let's see. Miko uh, Doc says, hey, for the best performance, should I get a 4K TV for the Series X? Yes. Yes. Yes, you absolutely um, should.
1: We're actually writing an article right now. the the new the new LG OLEDs and the new Samsung QLEDs from 2020. They both support HDMI 2.1 120 hertz. So if you want to be future proofed for Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five, what you need is HDMI 2.1 120 hertz uh, at at a baseline. And then you want to get like HDR that's high quality at at least like a thousand nits at least. Or maybe you could get away with like lower than a thousand, but like thousand nits is kind of the minimum standard for what what is regarded as HDR. I think that got, it goes up even higher now, but like it, at least like last year, thousand nits was considered like something like the standard. And then uh, you also want to look at TVs that have FreeSync. So like the uh, the modern QLEDs and modern LG TVs also have FreeSync, which lets uh, lets the TV synchronize the frame rate directly with the console rather than sort of trying to guess it or whatever. So, yeah, that's what you want. Um, A lot of the websites don't really give the full information. So what you need to do there, uh, either check AMD's website. AMD's website somewhere has a list of all the TVs that have FreeSync and support HDMI 2.1. Or go to, like, LG and Samsung's website, not just Amazon, because the Amazon listings rarely have all the information you want when buying a TV. Um, you could also just buy directly from Samsung like you might not get the best deal often but they usually have like a lot of extras and like insurance and and Stuff like that. I think some Samsung TVs even come with Xbox game pass now funnily enough. So um, There's a quick primer on how to buy a TV for the Xbox Series X. I might write an article about you this. You should You should yeah. I would I recommend
0: the uh, American, uh recommend the OLEDs if you're in the market for one get a, a C9 or above because that one uh, has support for 120 frames, and they support HDMI 2.1. I have a B8, and it's absolutely amazing. So, uh, but I don't. That my B8 doesn't have support for 120 frames, and I'm like, we're here. Like, I think I think Halo's going to hit 120 frames on multiplayer. We already know Dirt Five is going to be 120 frames. Ori Devs talked about that for like a Series X patch. Even like Gears Five, I think they're talking about 120 frames for multiplayer and stuff. So um might be uh, that's what i recommend and i think you can get like a like a c9 55 incher for 1500 it's a worthy investment because if you play a lot of games they look absolutely incredible on that tv especially if it's got hdr because hdr on an oled's amazing um snake Eyes says hey i only buy sony hardware for first party but it's not but but not if it's 30 frames filmic games that being said, Rand, do you think Microsoft will take shots to Sony with the tagline, Games Play Best on Series X, 60 to 120 frames per second? Uh, I mean, maybe they do that. You, you see them doing that, Games Play Best on... because They did
1: that for Xbox One X, didn't they, Jez? <clears throat> they might do. I mean, I suppose like, the thing is, they have to be careful with, cla- with some of these claims, because um, especially in Europe, that could be done for like... Uh, trade and standards false advertising so like with the xbox one x they could definitively argue that every aspect of it was superior but you might get sony coming in and suing them and being like well our ssd means this and that and this and that so i think they they might eventually down the line start to use that tagline if the proof the proof is there they're not going to do that prematurely because they could get done for false advertising or sued or something
0: yeah um <laughs> let's see and apache says what did you hear of the july event since you're both so excited eye emoji uh well like we can't go into specifics but jazz is hearing a lot of good stuff about halo so have i i've heard some other things that have got me excited but i am not going to say um because i'm not an insider and i don't leak stuff oh, uh
1: not an insider i <laughs> I'm not, not I, I, I,
0: I, nobody should take me seriously I got like I always find it weird when people You're source me it. for videos I'm like I'm nobody uh but I'm not I'm not someone who's gonna tell stuff, people stuff I'm not a leaker so I'm, I'm just I'm really cautiously optimistic and excited for their show but the stuff that I've heard from people does have me pretty damn pumped so we'll see we'll see <laughs> like i don't want to be like oh my god i'm so amazing and then microsoft shit the bed and i'd be like god damn it you know so <laughs> um uh ian Lindsay says if you have game pass ultimate do you think you could xcloud as part of the bundle uh yes i think you will jez you think you got xcloud as part of the bundle of uh ultimate
1: i think it's almost it's almost certain yeah uh so, ha- none, he- ran. yes it's a like the tweets are coming in. People want you to play Pokemon Snap No, they're not. There are no tweets coming in about Pokemon. There are no, no of tweets coming in right now. No, there's like, none. There's none. There's
0: absolutely like, none. There's at least ten tweets. No, there's there's like Maybe none. Funny. They're all from your sock account. <laughs> uh Hockey Trent nineteen ninety five says, Is Mass Effect Remaster real? Uh to the best of my knowledge, uh yes, it's real. When it's coming out, it's supposed to be this fall. Uh when will it be announced? I've no idea um cartoon kid says hey where's cuphead dlc was teased almost two years ago that's right they did tease that
1: dlc a couple years ago didn't they jez yeah they did and i could reach out and ask them for an update i guess
0: it was supposed to come out in 2019 if i'm not mistaken and it it doesn't seem like it's coming out this year yet maybe maybe they turned it into a full game cuphead 2 or something
1: maybe like someone someone told me that like when when a studio is run by artists Which is often the case with Ori and studio MDHR. I think like plans end up becoming increasingly bloated as the artists want to add more and more stuff. So I think that could be the case here, maybe. Um, It's probably like growing far beyond in scope than what they would have planned or expected. But um, I don't know. I suppose I could reach out and ask. You should. You should. And there's,
0: there's, there's precisely one tweet about Pokemon snap one tweet, not tens, not dozens. There's one tweet about it. You've so. probably
1: muted. You've probably muted the no. word Pokemon. No, and just being I, I haven't. Yeah, I, I no, nope, so. nope. I
0: haven't. Um, Monty, uh, Datalo says thoughts on Microsoft partnership with the Samsung smart TVs. Uh, we, yeah, we talked a little about it in the last show, I think where like, if you buy their TV, you get like, you can choose between a subscription service. Like you get game pass. Which is cool. But I think the eventual goal here is you buy a Samsung TV and the X Cloud Cloud app is pre installed on it and you can play games from
1: there. um, Microsoft and Samsung are like, they are so tight right now. Like, there's actually Windows code in the Samsung version of Android where like you can you can just link your Samsung phone to your your PC and control your phone with the mouse and keyboard like you don't even need to pick up your your phone so like if you're if you use Windows PC a lot um really the only phone you should be buying right now is Samsung but and, and also like Samsung Cloud is being shut down and replaced with OneDrive so like if you've you know they are they are super tight right now. So I think like having XCloud pre-installed on the Samsung TVs is almost definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, and also Sony competes with Samsung in the TV space, so that's like that's a strategic partnership for Samsung as well. Yeah.
0: Katopsi um, says, "Hey, here's my question: How many times has Microsoft had to deceive you before you abandon them? Well, I mean, I almost abandoned them with the Xbox One." with their whole DRM bullshit. Me and my friends had talked a lot about that cuz we were all pissed. And um but they they changed their ways and at the time I thought like Xbox had a better lineup than PlayStation. So I was like, you know, all my friends are here, like I had obviously like was trying to go for a million gamer score, so I had that going. I mean, I like right now I own like 2000 games on Xbox One, like uh, digitally too. So it's like one of those things where it's like that's kind of just a platform. I really, I guess it really would depends on how bad they do something. Like disappointing, you know, events is one thing, but it would have to be something like truly, truly draconian or something. You know, we're like um, we're not making consoles anymore. We're only doing streaming. I'd be like later. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would later. Be, it'd have to be something like that. Anyways. Um, but I think that's a good time uh, to end the show. We took a really extended uh, question segment. Um, Let's just some more, man. Let's okay. Do some more. Wanna do some more? Okay, we'll do some more. Some <laughs> more. Uh, some more. I'm like
1: I'm wide awake. Let's Gunstar do
0: some more. says a hey, question. Two Halo games <laughs> incoming. What did he say? Uh, he said question. Two Halo games incoming. Question mark. Two. Well, there was that job room, the job listing about about a, like they were hiring for the new uh, oh. like a new project or
1: whatever. Um personally I hope I hope there's a Halo Wars three. Like Halo Wars 2 had a really solid story and like it has it has people who still play it even now and it has a fan base. It was just a bit too simplistic for the PC crowd, which is where you it's where your you know, your core audience is with an RTS is PC. And I think like making a game that played well on console and PC was the wrong move. They should have just done two versions of it. Like and do a simpler version for console where you have to use a controller, and do a more hardcore version for PC where you can you can you know, you know get your full micro on, and micromanage everything, and then maybe if you plug a mouse and keyboard in onto your Xbox, you get the full version and stuff like that. I would hope that it's exploring more stuff in the Halo universe in that capacity. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't think we need two Halo FPSs in the short no, space of time. I don't That's think too much. You know what I I said in my video. What
0: about a Halo horror game, kind of like an Outlast meets Resident Evil, where you escape in the flood?
1: That would be amazing, but it would. Like it's so off, so off brand. I for, know. for Halo. I know, I know. I'm just Microsoft, saying, Microsoft doesn't have the balls to do something like that, man.
0: It would be so amazing. Uh, I, I maybe a battle, Halo battle royale. I don't know, like. They, they're probably thinking about something later on or after. Yeah. They're always doing projects with Halo. So uh, Mariano says, "Hey, how much of the July event will be about Halo? A decent amount. I mean, I think they're going to be showing a really in-depth gameplay demo. Uh, they want to blow people. They want to blow people away with Halo. It's the centerpiece. It's the it's the game. You can make an argument. It's probably it's the most. It's it's maybe the it's the biggest Halo ever. Like most important wise, uh, it's the game that everybody looks towards. be like, okay." Like it'd been five years, and you can make the argument that maybe it's the biggest exclusive game coming for any platform this holiday. Um yeah. depending on what launches for PlayStation, like the Spider Man game, while huge is just kind of a expansion. It's kind of a last light situation. And it maybe you could maybe if it was Spider Man two, you could make an argument, but I think Halo, considering it's multiplayer, and my prediction is that it's gonna be free to play. Uh, multiplayer be free to play across like steam and windows and uh, xbox that i think it'll reach more people but it needs to be great so i think i think you'll i think you know you'll see that there so halo yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if the show starts off with the halo stuff because i think they want that to be the way to set the the tone of yeah. the show uh, benny back says i don't like halo old fable games i like story and RPG. should i be excited for july well, I mean, if you don't like Halo, well, then I, I don't know. There, uh, you know, I'm pretty, pretty positive Fable will be at the show. Uh, but will it play like the old Fables, or something new or modern like The Witcher? Only time will tell. I don't really know uh, anything about that, but I don't. Something tells me I don't think it'll play exactly like the old Fable games. You know, mechanics and things improve over time. Like, when was
1: Fable Three? Like
0: 2009. Right? Wasn't Fable three really like
1: two thousand ten? Maybe I never even played that game. I played like I played Fable three for like a few minutes, and and Fable two was like kind of cool, but they I don't know. Like, what did you play Fable two?
0: Yes, I mean I played all the Fable games. I'm just saying like it's been a long time since there's been a Fable game, so I don't I don't expect them to play exactly the
1: same. You know? I'm hoping it plays completely differently because Fable 2's magic system was whack. Mm. although it was fun getting headshots with that pistol right that's all i remember is getting the headshots uh
0: malik ellis says hey uh do you think xbox will do a marketing deal with activision after their contract with sony ends this year cod helped xbox 360 sell
1: um it is i often wonder about that like how much does microsoft value that marketing deal i think like the mentality with modern microsoft is like We shouldn't have to rely on that to sell our console and that it's a lot of money and stuff like that. And I'm sure they still try and bid on it to, you know, push, push the, the expense. I I don't think they're letting Sony have that for free, but at the same time, I don't think they value it as highly as maybe Sony does. Yeah. Because people still associate COD with Xbox, like even now. I mean, that didn't did I recently have to put a COD tournament on Xbox Live? Or am I thinking of something else? You might be thinking of something else. Like, I'm, I, I think
0: there's still people that do associate it. And I mean, it is like the biggest franchise in gaming, that you know, yearly franchise that comes out every year. Um, it's interesting that we didn't see it at the Sony show. You would think if they had a marketing deal with COD that they would want to showcase that. Maybe they showed in August... Maybe they want to reveal maybe Activision wants to reveal its own way. I can't imagine Activision not wanting to take money from somebody for Call of Duty. Like you yeah. know what I mean? like Sony and Microsoft definitely want to pay, but with Activision and Call of Duty kind of moving away from here's the DLC because it used to be here's four maps and a zombie map and whoever had the marketing deal got it a month early. But now mm. Activision's moved towards it's just free updates. And we want everybody to play cross-play day one. So kind of time-exclusive content doesn't really fit Activision's uh, way they're doing things with Call of Duty. So oh. it'll, be int- it'll be interesting to see... Like, here's a thought I had, and I said this to my buddy last night, and this would be absolutely scum, scum-of-the-earth move, but... And this kind of does tie it into our smart delivery discussion earlier. What if... Sony paid Activision in some way as part of their marketing deal to get a free upgrade for Call of Duty from PS4 to PS5 where it was free to PS5 users if you bought the game, but on Xbox, Xbox users had to pay for
1: it. That'd be really weird because that would be that would be hostile. That would be a hostile move from Activision to allow that i know but i'm like,
0: just saying like i could see sony wanting to do something like that
1: though right yeah but like for, sure i'm sure sony would like to do that but um for xbox for activision to allow that is like super hostile and more more to the point for x for microsoft to allow that would be kind of like why why should we let you do that you know
0: yeah I don't know. I just, I just, I know it probably won't happen, and maybe Microsoft has some thing where if you don't charge on one platform, you can't charge on us or something. I'm just saying, like, what would truly be scummy would be like holding an upgrade patch hostage, you know, like free here but you have to pay for it over here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was mean, just like, something I was uh, thinking about.
1: Well, I remember when Microsoft did the whole exclusivity with Rise of the Tomb Raider, people lost that. Their- minds man people lost their minds they were like oh my god so evil you know think of the children sort of thing but then like microsoft microsoft like completely lost their nerve and were like oh yeah okay we won't do this ever again or whatever we don't like this practice either blah blah blah. um and they they tried to justify it by saying we we funded development we were involved in development maybe they were maybe they weren't i don't know but they um you know they took a lot of heat for that but when sony does it it's it's fine it's okay well, it's no. Funny. Sony it's did fun. it for
0: Deathloop and uh, Tokwa And the thing about the Tomb Raider thing was, it was already announced. Multiplat, Phil bought the rights for it. It became exclusive for a year, and people were pissed. Ghost, to- Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop were announced for Xbox as well last last year when it was announced, and now they took the deal to be timed exclusive, and I don't really see the same level of outrage. About those and maybe that's to do with the size of the games. Maybe nobody really gives a shit about Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, and maybe that's the reason why yeah. Bethesda took Sony's money. Because there wasn't yeah. any excitement for any of that, where like Tomb Raider is yeah. a big franchise and it's and it's a known franchise,
1: you know? So yeah. But like seriously, don't be surprised if in August you see major franchises having exclusive games on PlayStation Five.
0: Oh yeah, I keep on hearing that. Like they, yeah, they they spent money for for some stuff. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, I mean, Square Enix already has that Project Agita game as exclusive, and the, supposedly that's not Final Fantasy 16. But I would not be surprised when they reveal Final Fantasy 16 that's exclusive to PlayStation. You know, it's I, like it's not going to just stop at those games. So, Element uh, Appeal says, "Why, who being evil ran that would be so anti-consumer? It totally would, and it was just like." the worst case scenario I could think of and it would, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, Activision wouldn't do that just because of how bad the PR would be. Uh, but I could see Sony being like, Hey, here's some money for it. F three N I X I I says, I want a game like two human, but a hundred times better. I mean, don't we all want a game like two human, but a hundred times better. And Mike says, jazz bullet bourbon question mark. Hmm. Never bullet? tried bullet bourbon.
1: What's that? What's that? A drink. I guess so. I've never heard of it, G- but I'm guessing it's a brand of whiskey. I'm going to look it up right now. Bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon, bourbon. Costco. I'm really. They might not even have it in the UK. I'm really. Looking oh no, for... I have had that before. Oh, and I, I do you. like it. Yeah, I have had it before. I think my oh. friend got me some for for my birthday once. Yeah, I do like that actually. That's really good whiskey. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, out of those out of those Bethesda games, I was I'm really looking forward to Deathloop. I think that looks really cool. However, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo does not look interesting to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Spider-Man Miles Morales game being like uh, a, a a smaller game, like half the length of the first one? Uh, oh, here's the better question for you, Jez. Do you think that game's exclusive to PS5, or will
1: it also come to the PS4? Ooh, I have no idea. I would see, I can see Sony trying to use it to sell PlayStation fives. I, I, I see be... that too.
0: However, like they've been a little bit cagey about that. I think people have asked and they haven't answered. I, I, oh, if they haven't answered, then maybe it will come to PS4. I would think like it would sell consoles, but the thing is like, do you really like, we both agree on this, that this PlayStation five is going to sell out regardless day one, right? It's going to be sold out for if, a while.
1: Um, Right. If, uh, if it's true that they're having supply issues, then yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, even if they weren't... Like, like even the Xbox One sold out. Like, if you recall, the Xbox One sold out in November and December. And then all of a sudden, when the holidays were gone and people stopped buying gifts... And that $500 price point was looming... Suddenly, nobody wanted to buy Xbox anymore. And they had to drop the Kinect from the system. And they had to remove it in, like, April or whatever. It was, like, the first thing Phil did when he yeah. took over for Don. My point is, like, this November, this December they'll sell as many consoles as they can produce. It doesn't really matter even, like, what games are exclusive. It's like, Spider-Man, like, it doesn't matter if Spider-Man's there. They're going to sell the hardware. So I just kind of wonder if they're being, if they're not really saying if it is. Maybe they are. I know they've said that it has exclusive features and stuff like that, right? Where it takes advantage of the SSD and looks like it looks really good. But I wonder if they're also, like, you know what? We could also put this on the PlayStation 4 and sell millions of copies and make a ton of money for the people who can't necessarily get the PlayStation 5 day one. And you know what I'm saying? Like I could totally see something like that. Um. Anyways, JD Gamer says if you were Phil and you had to choose between these two choices, which one would you pick? One, four billion for Warner Brothers Games. Two, four billion to subsidize Xbox. 199 Xbox uh, Lockhart, three four billion worth of hardware upgrades, including more memory, faster SSD, and I/O. Uh that's an that's interesting a, question. So basically, that's a question. What, uh, so what would you choose? Um, if well, then you'd at home. If I was Phil, see, if it was me, if I was speaking from Rand, I'd be like, buy Warner Brothers games. You get a whole bunch of new studios making you a whole bunch of games because that's all rain cares about, right? So if I was, if that, was, if you're saying if it was me, that's what I would pick, and I'm sure Jazz, you'd probably pick the same if it was you, right? Like just Jez the gamer yeah, more content for XCloud. Yeah, but if 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 you're making me be Phil and I need to think about like like the business aspect of it, maybe the business aspect of it would be to subsidize a. $200 Lockhart to essentially push that out to more and more people quicker and to get more and more people locked into the ecosystem rather than buying, uh, spending yeah. the money for Warner Brothers games where you would maybe get a game from Rocksteady once every three to four years or something. Like maybe, maybe that's what I would go. I don't know. That's just, what do you think,
1: Jez? Yeah, maybe Lockhart's a better option because ultimately, if we have more install base, we get more games. Yeah, that's true. That's
0: true. And uh, Avis Plush Production says, damn, the PS5 is huge. Suitcase. Just saw the pick. I did see the pick earlier before the podcast. I'm just wondering if it's legit. I'm not sure if it's legit. It does look like a, a big boy, though. It, looks, it definitely yeah. looks like a big boy.
1: I think, like, there's, there's, a, there's a slim chance that that's photoshopped. There'd because, be like... A- the way the, the way the picture is angled, it makes it kind of easy to put like a flat thingy on it. So maybe it's photoshopped. I don't know. But my god, that console is huge. I remember when people were mocking the the original Xbox for being huge. This is like another kettle of fish. And I will t- I'll tell you something, Rand. Mm-hmm. I often like I like to be in tune with the audience, right? Because if you stay in our little hardcore bubble. You sort of lose sight of what the wider industry is interested in, which is ultimately where a lot of the decisions that people don't understand are driven by is the wider industry, the casual gamer ultimately. So like when I went to get like a casual gamer's perspective, I usually ask some of my friends and family who are, you know, they're gamers, but they're like casual. Like they won't listen to a podcast, they won't even watch a trailer, they won't be aware what games are exclusive. They just like they might ask me what console shall I buy? And then what game shall I buy? Or something like that. And they won't really research it themselves. And they'll just they'll just play Fortnite and nothing else or something. And um, I asked a bunch of my family, my cousins and stuff like that, what they thought of the Xbox One compared to the PlayStation 5. And, you know, a lot of it came down to the, just the way they look. Mm. Like, a lot, my, my cousin was like, she hates the way both of them look. She says the PlayStation 5 is too big. And the Xbox One, Xbox Series X looks boring, like it's just a cube. Like it, she said, it looks like they put no effort into the design, whereas Sony put too much effort into the design. That was a quote, um, which I thought was interesting. How how much the way they look might be a thing. Like I can see that the size difference might actually be an issue for some people. Do you think that? I, I think
0: know. it. I, I think it might be an issue in Japan for them. Uh, Japan doesn't mm. like the like big consoles, but then again, like the PlayStation Four didn't do as well in Japan as the other ones. Um, I don't think that it's point, I,
1: actually. Like, does maybe the PlayStation Five further erodes Sony's dominance in Japan? Like, I'm not not against Xbox, but against Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it might. I think it will. Um, but. Honestly, I don't think the design matters too much. Most people are going to buy it and put it in their entertainment center and that's it. Uh, I think what really matters is the price of the console, first and foremost. I think the price of the console Mm -hmm. matters more than the exclusive games you need. I I think you can make an argument that the price is more important to regular people than whatever exclusive games they get on the console. Like, Of course, for people like us and people listening, the exclusive games are the most important thing. But for most people, I don't think they really give a shit about Halo or like where do I play God of War or this stuff. They're like, where do I play Call of Duty? Who where is everybody playing Fortnite and Madden and stuff? Like it's about those games and then it's about okay the price of the console. I, I think price is way more important to like that, those people no. than than like games the exclusive
1: games are. Yeah. Um I agree. Yeah. Um but when the prices are equal that's where things start to get interesting
0: that is and it'll be interesting to see where these uh two con- these uh, dual edition PS5s coming at cuz you can make an argument from yeah. anywhere between 399 to 540 550 like in any you can make an argument has for console 50-
1: ever been except for the sad has a console ever been something 50 though well, except for the sad
0: yeah, that's the thing. But I'm saying you can make an argument for any of those price points and only a $50 difference between the two and a $100 difference. So it'd be really interesting to see Sony's thinking on it. Like, do we take a huge loss and push digital adoption with uh, the digital version at 400 and push? Mm. Do we take the initial hit on producing all these consoles with the long-term goal of essentially moving... Let's say there's a 55-45 split right now in favor of digital. But n- essentially the goal would then be we're going to lose a ton of money up front. And then five to six years from now, we've moved <clears throat> our digital market share from 55 to 45 to something like 80-20. Where now then you are you have everybody locked into the ecosystem. The games they're buying are all digital, so they come from you. So would that be worth it to take that loss? Um, those are things they got to think about, and then for Xbox, do you lo- let Sony get that cheap? Like, they're, they're, it's so
1: fascinating the price angles that you can come up with here. You know, yeah, I think I genuinely believe Xbox is in a better position here because of because of Game Pass. Like the fact that they have an install base of 10 million lets them subsidize in ways that Sony maybe couldn't match with hardware alone. It's interesting. You know it's interesting but we're almost coming up on three hours jazz I
0: want to take this video to like, render <laughs> forever so uh we had like That's a thousand cool. people we had a thousand people listen to us even after we ended the show and just taking questions so yeah people really seem to like it so we want to thank you guys for being here anybody who asked questions or offered support via super chat or anything uh, if you enjoyed the show make sure you hit the like button and uh, subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell follow me jazz on Twitter. And we will be back next week, uh, Friday, hopefully with even more news. And Jez will be in the UK, so maybe he'll even be super awake and we can have a longer question segment too. That'd be really cool. Four-hour question segment? Four hours. That'd be interesting. So, that'd, be, uh, that'd be filmic. That'd be filmic. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a, a good weekend, and we'll see you next week. Keep it gaming. Later.